He's James T. Kirk. Don't you read history? What did you say your name was? Captain Jean-Luc Picard of the USS Enterprise. Which one of you is the captain? Do we violate the treaty, Captain? Red alert! All hands, battle station! This is Captain Kirk. Incorrect. Can we just get down to it, please? Prepare to attack. All hands battle station. No! Scott Gardner and Chris Honeywell. All right, it's podcast vacation month at Two True Freaks, and we are about to start our first movie commentary, mm-hmm. at least recording our first. I don't know if it'll come out first, but uh, this is going to be a fun one. We're doing the, the, the new Star Trek remake, or re-envisioning, or whatever, the J.J. Abrams version. So bastardization, uh, that's what I call bastardization. it. Bastardization. <laughs> and... Uh, so yeah, we're we're watching it off a off a DVD. So basically, it'll just be, you know, start. You get at the beginning, and when we say go, you can just push play and uh, follow along with the freaks. Okay, ready? On four. Four. Three <laughs> clouds. So you went to see this when? Premiere night, opening night. Mm-hmm. I did too. I had I think lots I went to the midnight show. I did too. I had lots of friends who were big. It's funny, like a lot of my friends are. They're basically next gen fans, the 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 biggest Star Trek fans that, that we went to see it with, and they were jazzed. And and I found the people who were big next gen fans, and were way more. You know, when we were walking out of the theater, they were walking out on, you know, 10 feet in the air right. going, oh my God, that was spectacular. And right. I was like... Because they're not familiar with Kurt. And I was they're like... They're not familiar with the TV well, show. I'll say, like I said a million times in the lead up to this, this movie was dependent for me whether they got Kirk right, whether Chris Pine was going was gonna to feel Kirk to me. And he did. And I must say, the movie starts out with a bang. It starts out with a very good... With, with right. action it and... It starts out with my first nitpick. Well, <laughs> which The is... ship is far too sophisticated to be pre-enterprise. Yes. Far too sophisticated. I mean, I bought when the TV show Enterprise had Archer and those guys in the Mirror Universe find the, what was it, the Defiant, I think. Oh, so and they got a little technology ahead of time yeah, or something? Yeah, but I bought it. Because they, they really made you believe that 
Uh, lens flare. As cheesy as it was, huh? Goddamn lens flare. Uh, you know, I had actually forgotten about that. Yeah, it's constant. I haven't watched a DVD rip of this yet. I've only watched bootlegs since I saw the original movie a couple times in the theaters. And the, the all the bootlegs I saw, the lens flare was so over-exaggerated that at least this will be a lot better. But I think it starts out with a good beginning, good action, and actually an, an emotional, you know, an emotional subtext under it, you know, which made me was giving me a lot of hope that it might be old Trekkie, you know, where, with characterization and stuff. I do like uh, this actor here that plays. Uh, Kirk's father, he's the guy that's playing Thor in the Thor movie. That's well, he, he very much looks like Chris Pine. Yeah, he does. As, as a matter of fact, when I was watching this, I just assumed that it was Chris Pine under some some thick makeup with maybe a little bit of like, you know, change his height a little bit for the computer or something, with a computer or something. I, I think this actually would work a lot better if maybe this was you know, Jim Kirk, and this was like the Farragut or something like that, because that's another one of my nitpicks in this, is that, you know, now we never get any of that. You know, I mean, is, is I mean, Kirk's pretty much shown going straight from the Academy straight to the captaincy, straight right? Straight to the captaincy. I mean, so it skips all well, of that. Well, this is, this is what, this is what, I, I, and I've said this before, and I'll say it again a million times, this movie should have been the precursor to a TV show if if they're not as inter- if they wouldn't have been as interested in making money because I would have liked to have seen the characters introduced in here and then have to make a show every week so they have to live in those characters right so that they would really like the original actors that's what sold them but um But you know that ain't ever. That's never gonna happen. <laughs> You're never gonna be able to pay these these uh, actors TV scale. You know, right? But that's that's what I would have liked to have seen. In, instead of like you know four years and three or four years in between with with movies. Yeah. Now this thing here, where they went to some steel mill or brewery or whatever the hell this place is drove me nuts too it just doesn't look it doesn't look like the bowels of a of a spaceship to me i was reading somewhere where they were explaining their logic behind it and uh it was just uh, yeah it didn't work for me either you know and and i think they actually they, they did use like a brewery or a factory for it and it's just like yeah i mean Okay, if you're not going to have such sophisticated ships and you're going to have ships full of, you know, maybe in this case here when Kirk, you know, before Kirk was born, maybe the ships look like the inside of a boiler room. Right. You know, and then, but, yeah. Well, they're, they're mixing up all sorts of, you know, I, I don't know. I think, I think a lot of times they, there's things that they don't think people are going to pick, they think they're gonna, we're going to pick up on, you know, other different Star Trek references references to old Star Trek rather than logic of like technology right and stuff like that and another thing I was thinking about is if they go to Khan after this I'm going to be really mad 
if they if if I'm they do that. I'm pretty sure that's the plan. That's so stupid. Now what I'm wondering is is Abrams directing the next one? I think he is. Yeah, I think that's the I'm not so crazy about that idea either. Another thing is, this is something that um, was kind of a problem with Tron, too, is a lot of what's going on here, I knew what was going on because I read the comics that right. led into this, which were very good. So, you know, you know Nero's deal and stuff. And, and Nero actually, be if, if you hadn't read the comics, Nero's sort of a non-character in this. He's just like yeah, a bad guy who does anything you don't know. There's no definition to him whatsoever. Well, he explains his motivation in words. What is at the end, you know, and it's just stupid. Mm -hmm. But if you read the comics, it's okay. It's like, okay, he was driven crazy by the destruction of his world. But even that doesn't make sense. Because he's out for revenge for the people who actually tried to save him. The ship is just way too sophisticated for the era that they're supposed to be in, you know? I mean, there's there's just so much stuff in this that cannot be explained simply by Kirk's father dying before his time, you know, and this is one of the big things is this ship. Well, like I said before, it depended on me with Kirk, and I think Pine got Kirk right, but... In the future, I don't know, because Kirk is a renaissance man, or at least the, the original Kirk was a renaissance man, where he um, was, you know, he was a reader, and he went through Starfleet Academy. You, however, are not a renaissance man. I just want to point that out. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, he, he, he went through Starfleet, and he took it seriously. Well, this guy just sort of gets jumped ahead, because he's, you know, right. he's got the cockiness angle. And that's okay. He's a young Kirk. Maybe he'll develop his intelligence in the... But, you know, come on. Put him through Academy. Uh, you know, put him through Starfleet Academy. Make him, you know... I mean, spoiler, he's he's in the captain's seat. I personally would have loved a TV series with Pike as the captain and right. everybody else serving under him and, you know, developing their characters as as young, you know... I think I would have liked this whole thing, this whole sequence a lot better if this ship was one of those great big like bubble-headed ships that we always saw on like covers of like Best of Trek and stuff like that, you know, where they were, they were a little bit more of a throwback to something like uh, 2001 or something like that, you know, right. where, where it, it wasn't the classic saucer and the engineering section and all, it looks too much like the Enterprise. Yes. <laughs> but um yeah see i think that I, I i like i remember seeing this in the theater and you know once this whole sequence was over going wow okay you know what this is this is going to be better than i was really and i was like i was thinking this i like this you know, I was thinking this is more. There, there's more going on here than I thought. I like. I, I wish we had seen it together then, because I had exactly the opposite reaction. This entire opening was just 
flipping me out. I was just going, oh my god, I'm gonna fucking hate this movie. Because it just, to me, it's just like, I'm just looking at everything going on. I'm going, nope, 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 no, I don't, no, I don't think so. Because it's just, I don't know. I mean, it's, I know logically that I could not have expected that they were going to all look like, you know, like the cage. But that's kind of what I wanted. You know, I wanted it to be a throwback to, you know, this is supposed to be pre-Kirk era. So it should look more like that to, to me. And it doesn't. It looks more sophisticated than anything we've ever seen in Star Trek. Well, yeah, and it's it does, supposed it, it to be does. taking place before the original TV show. It just doesn't work, you know. This also drives me friggin' crazy. I mean, I like the scene, but you kind of have to turn your brain off for it because they're acting by by every piece of dialogue and everything going on here like this is their first child. And it's not. You know, Kirk's got the older brother, which they basically excised out of the movie. Right, right. I'm not sure but why still, they But still, you know, the either. birth of a child is... Not that I've had the birth of a child, but you have. It's still right. pretty emotional. If... But if you were in the situation where your second child was being born and you're about to crash into that, you'd be all emotional too. Right. Oh yeah. I'm not saying that. It's just. Well, plus they have the little moment where they sit there and you know, what are we gonna name him? And you know, the whole thing of you know, well, what? Let's name him after this person. No, let's name him after this person. You know, it was established, I think in, I think in Roddenberry's book in. Uh, the novel for Star Trek the Motion Picture where Kirk's name comes from. So, I don't know. It was, it was, I know it's nitpicky, but it was stuff like that that really affected my enjoyment of this movie. Well, you know, I, I, would, I would write off your nitpicky usually like I usually do and just go, oh, it's got to be a nitpicky. But, on the, on the build-up to this movie, how many times were they saying... We really studied every oh, that's aspect. Horseshit. That's you know, those, you know what those, they did? those writer guys were on every TV show going, we really got, you know, we wanted to make sure all the fans no, were, were I don't, happy. I reject that argument outright. You know why? Here's what happened. Well, that's can, what I, they said, but that's, that's what they not said. what they did. It's not what they did. I can tell you right now exactly what happened. They said, all right, we're going to remake classic Star Trek so that it's not stupid, right? Because that was their attitude. They were very condescending right out of the gate about well, that. Well, I'll tell you what. Every time I see Jay Abrams open his mouth, I want to punch him in his in his Hollywood, you know, smarmy face. Every interview I saw with him. And the writers, too. They were... they. I, I did not like them when I saw them in interviews. I was just like, I don't like these guys. They were... They were the reason when I was in film school, I was meeting people like that towards the end of my film school when recruiters would come and stuff like that. And um, my friend, you know, our friend Kevin and I would be like pitching ideas to these kinds of people. And um, and I was like, I don't want to go to Hollywood because these people are douches. <laughs> and that's, you know. And I'll say this, they're solid. it's a solid script. It's just not a solid Star Trek script. No, it's not. And... And I just, I hate the sabotage of all the songs in the 23rd century. I just don't think sabotage will even be the Beastie Boys song that makes it that far, you know? The point I was getting to, though, is their studying went no further than they watched Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, 
you know, about a hundred times, and that's it. Because every fucking homage that's in this movie to original Star Trek comes from that movie. And it, 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 it really right. started to piss Tw- me off. 25 years after the series, <laughs> you know, or yeah. so, you know, when... Because, you know, everybody kept talking about how, you know, oh, they're so faithful to the original. Oh, look at all the homages to the original. Oh, you know, they, they, they're showing their love and they're throwing a bone to the fans. No, they're not. And it really irritated me that people felt that way because every everything that's touted as, you know, look at this loving homage to the original, it, every damn one of them comes from Star Trek Two. And it really pisses me off that it really doesn't seem like they went Actually, any further than make, that movie. Make a point during this to point out every Star Trek two, so we can and we'll keep a running tally. We'll we'll number it every time you say it. <laughs> Eggs. Now I really like the Vulcan part. Yeah, this, no, this, this part I, did I really like. Yeah. I remember talking to you on the phone, and you were going with that scene with Spock. You were like starting to get some. Yeah, this gave me some, some hope, some faith that maybe it wasn't going to be just total crap. Because that scene we just got past with the car, oh, that's just yeah. cringeworthy to me. I mean, I like the idea of seeing a young Kirk being a daredevil and stuff, but the execution of it. But it was a, It's the Beastie Boys song in it. And I think the guy who was acting as his father, his stepfather talking, was a really bad voice actor, too. I think it was just such a, you know, hey, young man. You would think on a desert planet, though, that turtlenecks would not be the wear of the day, you know? Well, yeah, but, you know, I mean, in, in hot climates, it's funny, it's counterintuitive, but, you know, you go to Saudi Arabia and they're wearing, you know, you're, you're insulating yourself. Well, that's because they're freaks. Hey, man. People <laughs> in glass houses. <laughs> I don't dress like a fucking Tuscan Raider when I go outside and it's hot. I do like this kid playing young Spock, though. Well, I wonder. What I don't. What I wonder is why. Um. You know, the, the logically, okay, the the hundred percent Vulcans picking on him. I I don't I don't get that. I think they would pick on him like in a little more dry. These are like classic bullies, you know. Right. They, they act like, but they even push him a little bit. Yeah. And. And they're acting, you know, until he starts beating the crap out of them, they're acting more emotional than him, and they're supposed to be 100% Vulcan. Well, they're still kids, you know. Mm-hmm. And kids will be, you know. And who is this actor who's playing? I never remember where I know this guy from, but I really like him. He's good. Sorry. He's yeah. very good. He's. He, he really, he really, like, you know, recalls your, Mark, what was it, Mark Leonard? Mm-hmm. I like. I really like his portrayal, and I really like his character in this. Save for and, one line that'll come up later on well, that makes me nuts. Here's another thing that I just noticed. Look at Spock's lip. Why is that cut on his lip red? Is it? Yes. He's got red blood on his. I thought it was green. Is it not? It looks like just like a regular it does red, look red split, right there, split but lip. maybe the lighting too. I, when mm. it first showed it, I could have swore it was a green scab on it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's hard to it's, tell. Yeah. I think it might just be the lighting. But the first time it showed it right there, you said people going to die? <laughs> exactly. 
what a strange casting decision for yeah. Winona Ryder. It's just... Although, you know, something about her eyes, though. Maybe it's her eyes. She's got, like, Spock's original mom had big eyes, too. Big saucery eyes, you know. I, of all the act, of all the people, like the new characters, and I like the new Spock, but I, I, I personally think, I don't think he physically looked the part. He's, his face is too puffy and, and like in the lighting here, okay, he looks like Spock, but he looks too baby-faced, you know? His face is just a little too round and baby-faced for me. I always pictured Spock as being... Well, Leonard Nimoy was always very angular. Angular, yes. And Leonard Nimoy's in this. Right. So, you you know, you can compare the two, you know. I, I thought he was good in everything, but my problem was, was that, for one, you can't tell me that this guy ever would have got the job if Heroes hadn't been the right, shit right, that right. was on television right. at the time, you know. But also... Um, and here's another here's another I, I example get... where where you know Vulcans logical right. and and advanced are acting like dicks. They they are they're 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 being bigots. Well, I always, I kind of like that part though because I always kind of saw the 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 full Vulcans as being as kind, kind of, of yeah. arrogant pricks, you know. And I'm glad that that came out in this movie. That... Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. I just, I don't know, I always have had the feeling since I was a little kid that Vulcans were sort of perfect, perfected, you know, or they or they felt perfected. But no, you're right, they are kind of... I, I thought but that then again, they're, they're, they're also, though, they seem to be acting off emotions, you know. There seem to be emotions going on a lot with Vulcans in this, you know. Right. Not strong emotions. And then... And then Second time within ten minutes, you got rock and roll happening, mm-hmm. which I like my rock and roll. I just don't see it in Star Trek. This this it's hard. It's really hard because on the on the flip side, no, I no, don't want another they should be cantina playing, sequence. They should be know? playing that song from from Star Trek. What was it? Star Trek Three with McCoy and the yeah. See that exactly. <laughs> you know, I I didn't want that again. Yeah, you know, yeah, the, yeah. The the. the you know, like John Williams said about his canteen music, it was like, you know, put like Benny Goodman in a time capsule and, you know, what would be the interpretation of it like 500 years in the future was kind of what he was going for. And every time we've ever seen a cantina-like sequence yes. since that movie, that's exactly what you yes. get every time. And so, I'm, you know, while I'm not crazy about the rock and roll, like you say, I'm glad that they didn't do the do-do-do-do-do-do-do, you know, because that's... It's, that's become very cliche yes. as well. I like this guy. I do like this guy stuck in the middle. He's now. You think that's a digital effect or a practical effect? Oh no, it's, it's digital. Really hard to tell. It's digital. I could. Uh, I, I'm good at spotting digital. It's it's digi- It's probably a combination of two. They probably put a pra- practical stuff on him and then stretched him out. There's there's some weird when. Sometimes, like the just the way his skin moves right. is is digital, and um, and I like that. I like that Kirk's hitting on Ahura here, and I I like this scene, and I like the fact that he's a brawler and that he picks a fight and that he pretty much. And what's funny is, this guy, 
that, that he picks a fight with reminds me of like half the people at comic conventions. He looks like a he looks like a Star Trek fan that they put in the yeah, little beefy with a goatee, you know. And goatee also means bad guy in Star Trek language too. Now, when I first saw that, I thought that guy he punched there was Sulu. Yeah. And also in this, uh, Starfleet does come off as a little more military than in the original Star Trek. It doesn't come out as Space UN. It comes out as those Space Marines, sort of. Especially when you first see Pike. Pike comes in at, like, you know, like a drill sergeant. Yeah. I like this guy. He's great. Bruce Greenwood, man. He he looks he looks like an actor they would have had in the original series. You know, he looked right. like a guy who would be like the commander of a star base or something. And now, all, all the new characters are all that same skinny sort of WB look. That's the only thing yeah, I hate exactly. about movies. It's, but that's all movies these it's days. The Dawson Creekization yes. of Star Trek, and that's one of the major problems I had with this. Everything's Dawson Creek because that's just the new standard. What you know, people are supposed to look like. It's Smallville and Star Trek, and but drives me. You nuts. know, I mean, back in the '60s, everybody looked like all the leading men looked like Shatner. They were all kind of barrel-chested, you know, sort of guys. Shit, I would have loved this movie if Bruce Greenwood was Kirk. That would have been awesome. He's a little old, though. I don't give a shit. He's a great actor. Yeah. You might be I like him a lot. Did you ever see Thirteen Days? I don't think I did. He played Kennedy in that, and it was great. You feel like you were meant for something. He's a good actor. I like him a lot. I could definitely see him as Kennedy. He was uh, Batman in the uh, Under the Hood animated movie. That's a really good one. You need to see that. That's cool as hell. But I, I gotta say, Kirk really looks like he got his face beat in there. <laughs> I don't know. See, I can't ever decide if I if I really like that part or not. Because on the one hand, yes, we, we often saw Kirk, you know, using his fists and, and that sort of thing. But I don't know. Again, I, you know. Not relishing it. This I, guy this guy started a fight, but he's lost his father. He's tortured, you know. It's, right. a, more, it's a more tortured and, you know, I always pictured the, the, the real Kirk. Signing up for Starfleet in the beginning, going in whole hog as as a, like somebody who is really into it, you know, instead of having to be recruited and talked into it, and it's not. I don't know. I'm having trouble putting my finger on it. It's, it's the idea of they're playing with fate. They're saying he was fated no, no matter no, what, no, what happens. That, no, it's he's not fated even to that. become it, a starship captain. It's, it's not that at all. It's the portrayal of Earth. It's the way Earth is portrayed in this movie. I just can't help but feel that Roddenberry would have gone apeshit over. Oh this no, movie Roddenberry was this would this would not have Roddenberry. Rod, this would probably have been made because you know they made they made Star Trek stuff again. You know they that yeah they were always yeah, you know like. circumventing Roddenberry, and he was always had to fight for his vision, which is so stupid. You know that that, that no matter I mean. That's another thing that reason I would never. No, that enterprise, right? Yeah, and, and that's a that looks cool, but that's not that's not how they build spaceships, even in an alternate universe. They build why why would you how, a 
once you got an Enterprise built on Earth, how the hell do you get that up in space? You don't blast it up there like a, a rocket, you well, know, tip it up, up, tip it up straight up. No, it's never meant to have been functioning in gravity. You know what I mean? Well, no. Beyond that is the simple fact. Again, the the timeline doesn't work. Simply the fact that Kirk's father got killed doesn't change the entire history of the Enterprise, because. Kirk's not the first captain of the Enterprise. Before him, you've got this guy right here. You've got Chris Pike that had, what, like at least two five-year missions. And then before him was April, who I can't remember how, how many missions he had. So the maybe Enterprise... That isn't, maybe that isn't the Enterprise. Cause I don't know. But, he's in the Enterprise pretty soon. I, I forgot that, it, that he paused just before... I mean, literally, that he gets put in the Enterprise pretty quickly... Right. So that maybe it's not the Enterprise. Maybe it's just a... But whether it is or not, when, when they actually get to the Enterprise and they're headed to Vulcan at the beginning of this, you know, they, they get the alert, you know, right in the middle of Kirk's court-martial. When they get up to the Enterprise, Bruce Greenwood has some line, something to the effect of, you know, it's too bad we can't put our new flagship through her paces. So it's, it's presenting it as it's a brand spanking right. new ship and this is its maiden, you know, this is its break-in. Okay. And no, that, that timeline doesn't work at all. Now, here comes my number one. Yeah, now this he's, guy... He's awesome. Yeah. He's not, do, he's not copying DeForest Kelly. He's just... The, uh, he is the essence of McCoy. Yeah, I like him a lot. However, I always had the impression that Bones as a nickname... Was a throwback to like Gunsmoke or something. Yeah, exactly. Sawbones. That's exactly yeah. what it is. And it, I've seen it written down before that that, doc, that a doctor was called Sawbones. And right. That was what they and it was a little rip on him because he was a doctor. Right. But you know they always have to do stuff like that. They always. It's a problem with scriptwriters. Is is it started with Spielberg and Lucas opened the door to that by doing it right at first, and now everybody copied it till it. Well, see, I don't like even it's think I was. It's movie. funny you should say that because I was thinking the same thing. It's like at the beginning of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Indiana Jones, we see his entire character formed in like fifteen minutes. Right, right. He gets the scar, he gets the hat, he gets the whip, and the I always snake. hated that. Yeah, the fear, yeah, everything. All in that one little adventure at the beginning yeah. of that movie, and it always drove me kind of crazy. It's like, okay, I, I see what you're going for, guys, but it's a little much. Yeah, and they're yeah, doing yeah. the same thing here. They're, you know, they're giving us all these little snippets of, okay, this is how your yeah. legend was formed. Hey, you know what? If I, you know, why didn't they? I don't know. They don't have any restraint, man. It's like you could maybe leave the origin of Bones name till the next movie. You know, yeah, it's or, not so much the restraint, it's the respect and, and aspect. If actually, you're going to touch on it, get the shit right. And, and again, well, this I, is the I, thing that tells think, me that they didn't really go back to the source material like they claimed that they did. They really didn't do their homework. Right. And, it, and it shows through a, the course of the entire movie well, that they didn't do their homework. Personally, I don't need an explanation for why Bones got <laughs> Exactly. Insane. You know, I'm happy with it just being Bones. I'm happy with... I'm happy with stepping into a universe and figuring it out as you go along and not figuring some stuff out. Some stuff just is, you know? All right, now this part here. Does this make any fucking sense to no. you at all? So these assholes just flew around the galaxy for 20 years waiting for Spock to show up. 
Well, yeah, he's so on revenge. Well, wasn't then there why some does... whole Klingon subplot that got cut out too, where they were like captured by the Klingons? No, or... I don't know. There was something where they ran afoul of the Klingons, and now they're yeah, and now they're back to to wait for Spock, and that they haven't been hunted down like dogs for blowing up all those Starfleet ships. These actually look a lot like our monorail outfits. Yes, don't they? Do. I just realized that for the first time. That's actually kind of cool. Oh, now we're getting this. to another part. Oh, I hate this. And it's funny, though. I like this movie, but we're going to gripe a lot through this movie. <laughs> yeah, I hated that it. That I liked. The the background, the matte painting or whatever it yes, was. The, the, of San Francisco. Yeah, that, that was beautiful. And, and of course, they have to have him with a, with a green green lady. Although, she's a hot green lady. But, you know, I just don't picture... Red hat? It's, it's weird. Now see, with this, I think that's something that they should have done as a digital effect rather than a physical then, yeah, effect. Yeah, because she looks like a girl in green, makeup, in green yeah. body paint, but yeah. so did the originals, too. Well, you know, for all the talk of like, wow, this movie updates the special effects and blah, 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 it still has some cheeso moments right. that look like... and. And, hey, I'll tell you what, I love cheesecake, uh, gratuitous cheesecake in Star Trek, I don't know. I do like that some, you know, some of the stuff in their room was like the hexagonal shapes and all that. Yeah. that that's a nice throwback. this scene I really do I'm sorry it's again okay we got on our DVD of, of Star Trek 2 well, you know, what, what what are they talking about Listen. oh the Kobayashi Maru oh, yes. oh we gotta see that well, we gotta well, show that well they turn that they turn it from being a real you know uh, uh, the Kirk object the, the lesson we got from the Kobayashi Maru in Star Trek 2 was Kirk is never gonna take never going to take losing as an option He's always he's gonna find if if it's an impossible situation, he cheated to get out of it. He's like this is right. a this is an artificially impossible situation that they're bringing on to us. I'm gonna you know, I'm going to show that there's a way to do it. And I hate that he's sitting there eating an apple and being arrogant right. all the way through it. It's just stupid. It's it's I hate it. It doesn't it it doesn't make it it only makes the point that he's kind of an arrogant prick. Right in this and and you know and it was a, it was poetic in Star Trek too. It was like it was something that showed you know that never give up spirit of Kirk, which in later on in the movie you know you realize that he takes every situation and turns it to his advantage. Right. But I mean, this is just uh, you know. I did you have the impression when you watched Star Trek two? That the cheat that it says that he created for that was that basically he put himself in God mode in the video game. That's not never yes. the impression. The impression that I had was that you know he disabled the thing to where he couldn't win. That was all he did. He he made it so that he still had to fight the Klingons. He still had to fight the battle, but that he could actually win the right, battle right. and come out victorious. In this, all he did was. All he did was make it so it came out that he went, won, right. and, and, he, there, and he... Yeah, there was no skill involved and, in it other than his 
computer hack or whatever the hell he did. And again, that was another thing they didn't explain was that the green, the whole reason he was with that green girl was that she could help him get in there. She was the one who helped him get in there. Right. And I really hate this thing that in this they make it that the Kobayashi Maru was Spock's program. Where the hell does that come from? Just so they can have personality, character conflict right here. That's why. They wanted to... They're killing two birds with one stone. They might, you know, we might as well start getting the, the. Do you and, like that that they start off as adversaries? In no, this? because that's just an artificial. It's 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 it's, it's this is all this is all writer shit. This is you all know writers, why they writers, did this. Writers say we have to have conflict here because everybody remembers Kirk versus Spock in a mock time. And so we get our mock time part yes. in this when they finally throw down right. on the bridge, which is another part that I thought was just awful. And and he's and you know, the thing about it is there's a smugness to it, right? And and yes, Kirk is arrogant, but not smug. Kirk is you know, I don't know. He's but confident. he's young. He's, he's confident, yes. but he's he's not an arrogant. I don't know. And now I I understand he's the young untempered Kirk here. But here, this is you know, this is where I was starting to be like, Newt Spock's a little whiny, right? Fear in the face of certainty. He's a little lispy too. I do like how you can see the wheels turning in Kirk's head, much like Shatner, though, because I like the part where, you know, where he's very simple in the way that he's fighting back. You know, he. Well, I I think I, I personally I'm the the thing that I came out of this movie with is I like all the actors. I like all the characters. I li- I like that they they're all. I like all the actors that play them, and I like the way they come off. I'm I am eager to see. I think the writers are the ones who. I think these guys are doing a good job, despite what the writers gave them to to do, you know. But I, I like that sequence though because it, it gave me a, a bit of a feel of old Kirk. You know, the the Kirk versus the computer. Yes. Because you could see the wheels turning in his head to where he was thinking. How can I out-logic this machine? Yes. You know, how can I circumvent, you know? And I like that, because that's very Kirk. Kirk did the same thing every time we would see him talk a computer into committing suicide. Right. It was because he he was asking simple questions and doing simple things, but eventually it all came around the way he wanted it to, to where the computer stopped and thought, oh shit, that doesn't make any sense. Uh-huh. And you could see him kind of doing that with Spock in right. that scene before it kind of got cut short. Lens flare for no reason, no reason. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. You see, like... <laughs> that's why I want to see this as a TV show. I think all these actors are very good. I would love to see them... Being their characters week after week after week till they live in them, you know. I don't know. I do and I don't. But the the problem is, is that then it get, it it's going to get magnified a thousand percent because no, a no, lot of my these people have a personal sh- stake in them, just like the original actors. No, they that's not the- what I, that's not what I mean. I think that's that's the thing is I think the actors are all pretty good. Well, for yeah. the most part, there's a couple of them I have issues with, which that'll come up in a little while. But you know. I have a problem with it being 
really, really forced with let's get the core seven together again because as we've, I think we've aptly pointed out by now on on the regular Star Trek Monthly Mondays, what a myth that is. Yeah, that the that the core seven were always there because they're not. I mean, shit, the one we just did, Miri. You've got Kirk, Spock, McCoy. That's it. The rest of them aren't even in that episode, you know. And that's a cl- that's considered one of the classic episodes well, of the series. I'm saying, the, the, I mean, it's just like you were saying. Everything comes together all at once in here, right? Except for Scotty. Scotty comes in towards the later part of the movie. But yeah, I, I could have. But the, th- they, but the they were the, trying to make everybody happy. This guy right. looks like this guy looks like an imperial. Uh, he's got he an does, imperial actually. hat on. But. Um, <laughs> He kind of looks like John Lovitz, the liar guy from Saturday Night Live, as an Imperial. Yeah, join the Empire. But, see, if, if they had gone the route you're talking, I think then you, you run that risk of they had people completely falling into Smallville. Which my problem with Smallville I've never, was... I've never seen a single minute of Smallville. It sucks. I've never it, seen it a second of it. sucks hard. And you know why? Because, again, it's not respectful of the source material. They took the names, they took the characters, they said, you know... I saw it and I said, they're making this palette, they're, they're, they're trying to make a Superman show for teenage girls. That's exactly. What I, that's what yeah. I, that's how I, what I took. They're they trying they to make took it Superman and they said, wow, this is, this is cheese, let's make it cool. And their interpretation of cool is to let's just be totally disregard, you know, let's disregard let's everything that's girls. come before. It's made for and little it's girls. It's insulting, it really is. It's made now, for little girls. despite my feelings up to this point, this nice, part yeah. was awesome. And this is actually one of the things that helped win me over a bit about this movie is I love the score to this. It really yes. is a good score. Yes. As a matter of fact, I was... Yes. I mean, it's this, a brand new theme and it, yep. it feels Star Trek. It's epic. 100%. Yes, it does. I mean, this movie could have been totally, totally sucking really hard up to this point and I still would have been geeking out right here because these shots of the Enterprise yeah. are just it's really I mean yes. it was so nice to see the Enterprise on the big screen again yes I just and noticed that girl had a very like 60s hairdo did yeah, you notice she that? yeah she had a 60s the 60s skirt too yeah that was actually kind of cool well uh, uh, there's a lot of uh, goofy and skinny looking extras they probably cast a lot of nerds and nerd friends I like the iPod on the wall right there <laughs> that was cool nice transition Alright, I'm about to bitch again, just to warn everybody. <laughs> I think they already have established that this is going to be a trade-off bitch fest. Although, I generally like this movie. In general, I like it's It's watchable. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a decent introduction. What the fuck is Sulu and Chekhov doing there? Yeah. What the fuck are they doing there? Sulu was in what? What the hell will you call that? The the when we see him in Corbomite maneuver for the first time, what the hell department? It was like botany or some fucking right, thing. Right. Remember, like bio botany or I forget what they called it. And then Chekhov, he's too goddamn young to be there. I, it's ah, oh, it just makes me fucking crazy. I, you know. These are the things you can't explain away simply by Kirk's dad having died before he was supposed to. It, oh. Well, they're going on the alternate universe has all sorts oh, of that's, uh, has all kinds of different, you know. It's bullshit. It's, it's, got, it's, it's such got bullshit. Like, 
hundreds of millions of butterfly effects working on it. You know what? what you, I mean? you really want to impress me with the fact that you're trying to throw me a, a, a geek bone and you're trying to show me how respectful you are. Have it be Farrell and James. You know, that people yeah, are grabbing. Like, who the fuck are these the guys? I would have known who they I would have flipped out, man. I would have been like, oh, that's cool as hell. Have it be... Uh, Oh, what the hell is his name there? The the dude from... Uh, right, but there's not enough of you to make the mega billions that they wanted to right, make off exactly. this movie. Right, that, exactly. And that's the problem. And, 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 you know, I mean, the thing about Star Trek is, they're always, is Star Trek's always, it's always popular, but it's always high budget. So this time they were like, we have to get everybody in, everybody's heinies in the seats for this one to guarantee that we're not going to get... I, I hate the fact that Star Trek movies have 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 supported generations of people with you know of of toy makers of of you know people TV producers it's made so much money for all these people and every time whatever medium it is the the studios are squeezing it every time going ah well you get less budget for the next one it's like right. no Star Trek is a workhorse it's a, it should be it should get the Star Wars treatment every time. As much care, money, care to detail right. and attention, uh, as much money as it needs. And The problem is, is that Paramount has always treated this property as something that they expected to go away at any minute. Like it was a complete yeah. fluke that it ever became yeah. what it became. And it was that... 40 years ago that it, that it went away the one time that it did. Right. And it went away... Because they were idiots, right? And, and they it, didn't, yeah, it wasn't they, even they the fan base attention. evaporated. Exactly, it was that they screwed up it and was, canceled. It was because they they didn't know even know how to do ratings in those days, so they weren't even getting accurate ratings on it. it w- All right, did you think that this was funny? This is just goofy. It's. It was goofy, but I like a goofy. I like a little goofy moment between. I, I do, but it's McCoy. so forced. It's so forced. And that looks like shit, by the way. This is the 23rd century, and they can't get video not to look all washed out and pixelated. It's just... I do like the fact, though, that you're, again, you're kind of seeing the classic Kirk where he's way ahead of everybody yes, else. He's putting yes. all the pieces of the puzzle and, together. I and like, when, I when, like and he goes, you know, he, go, he acts on it. But yeah, he's. That's what I thought. You know, this is what the whole movie depended on me. Did they get Kirk enough right that I'm not going to hate him? And they did. But just barely. (laughs) And anything to do with. Anything to do with this whole. You know, um, what's his name there in in his oil. His space oil rig. Just doesn't make sense. It, that Nero and his oil rig do, doesn't make sense physically. You know his his motivation doesn't make sense. He's just too much of a just forced story element. You know the right. forced. You know. So that that. Well, I don't understand why they. Why wait. can't we have a real villain? Why wait twenty years for Spock to show up? You know. Blow up Spock's planet, and then Maroons, or, you know, and they don't even force him to watch. It's like they throw him on Deneb or whatever the hell that planet was, yeah, on the ice planet, 
and then they're like, all right, you're going to watch this. All right, for one thing, how, how close are these goddamn planets that he can see that from wherever he is, you know? I, I, there's just so much of that part that doesn't make sense. Why did no, they just kill him outright? No, that's the, for all the talk they did of making getting their ducks in the row and stuff, or that they really didn't. They, they really, they really made, they really made a standard Star Trek movie with the with the percentage of cheese. But the only thing that it lacks is the, it lacks the human depth that. You know of the characters. It's not intelligent. It's it, right. You know that was one of the things to me is that Star Trek was the intelligent science fiction. You know you, you have your Star Wars for your your blasty blow up shit, and you got your Star Wars for you know making you, or Star Trek rather for making you think for being you know it, it's the cerebral right. it science pre- fiction. It, it presents this this, this movie. This movie does not. Comment on the human condition at all. At all. Zero. Exactly. Zero. Some now the writers would probably sit down and I, and I would have to beat them to within an inch of their lives because they would say, <laughs> "This is about how revenge, you know, revenge and hatred destroy." No, because Nero isn't a real character. You right, don't get. There's all. there's no real price or real reason for his motivation his motivation he's destroy trying to destroy whole planets in here because somehow he blames the fact that his planet was destroyed on spock who was the only person who did something to save romulus right you know so it's like you know spock failed but you know maybe he could have found spock and said you know you know you should have tried harder or whatever but you know he's blaming you know he's treating him and and like we said before a lot of times these people that get revenge on star trek characters have a good reason khan had a good reason right to go after kirk he had a good reason he had a real reason to be insane with with th- this one is just simply nero is insane with with grief and revenge but there's no you know there's no real reason for it. Kirk really did screw over Khan. Right. Even though Khan screwed him over first, Kirk sort of sort of screwed him over also, you know. And another thing, this is a nitty nitpick, is there's that one scene where the guy gets blown out in space, and just for effect they had the silence of space, and then there's no silence in space. For the whole, yeah, <laughs> the whole the movie, there's crunches and explosions and things whooshing and flying. But I can, you know, I mean, unless you're doing 2001 A Space Odyssey or Mission to Mars or something, you don't want, you don't need that, you know. It, it would make, oh, God, just way too much lens flare. It's just ridiculous. I did not, you know, ridiculous. I didn't remember it was as bad. I was just thinking about the lens flare thing, too. I didn't notice it as much it's in the movies bad. the first time, but it, they really, like, just put it in. It's way too much. I mean, almost every scene that's lit. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, there's obviously some parts where the lens flare is artificial. They didn't even light it so it would flare. They're just adding. And this is supposed to be some big moment, you know, where he, the act, where right. Banna gets to act and stuff. And it's just like he's he's a cartoon. I, I I feel it bears repeating. Eric Bana is shit. That guy couldn't call his dog and make me believe it. He's a 
fucking horrible actor. No, I'm he reminds sorry. me of Dane Cook in Space. He reminds me of just some... Who's that? Who's Dane Cook? He's a terrible comedian. <laughs> okay, well, that works. Um, he, he looked actually just like the guy who's playing Green Lantern in the oh, Green, new Green Lantern movie. That's why... That's the, I, I saw the preview and I go, oh, that movie looks colorful and fun, but that guy looks like Dane Cook, and I hate Dane Cook. He's a... Sort of what, Green Lantern looks colorful and fun? The, the scenes in space where he's flying around looked... I don't know anything about Green Lantern Legends, so I don't know if it's... You know, I just said, wow, that looks colorful and cartoony. I, you know, I refrain too much but from it, comment on that, only because I'm not at all personally invested in Green Lantern, but I must say, yeah, I neither. thought that that trailer looked like pure shit. You know what it reminded me of? Did you ever it's see a, it's the a rip off of Iron Man? They're, 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 oh, doing, yeah. the, they're yeah. doing the prick gets the prick gets responsibility and right. has to has to rise to it. Did you ever see the uh, the unreleased Justice the live action Justice League of America pilot? No. Uh, it was pretty bad, and all the effects of Green Lantern that I saw in that upcoming trailer looked just like the. Guy Gardner sequences of that Justice League travesty. What's so. the theme song? It's the Justice League <laughs> of, America. of America. And he's got this big old crew. Are they all insane too? Shit. He's you know what one I just man. realized? We haven't been listening to this at all. Did we miss the part where it said something about uh, Romulans being cousins, like close, closely related to the to the Vulcans? Because I literally, and I never do this, I swear to God I don't, because it drives me crazy. Yeah, I did. And it's like, they don't know that yet! They don't know that yet. You know, that was another one of those things, and uh, thankfully there was like, when I went to see this, believe it or not, there was hardly anybody in the theater, which was really odd. There's a a saying called, um, knowing just enough to be dangerous. (laughs) And that's what these writers did. They learned just enough... To screw up stuff while thinking that they were being, yep. they thought they were being, you know, so and I mean, clever and, and all I mean, these homages and everything that we were gonna love. And, and I'll say this: and this sounds like Scott and I are just trashing this, but I can watch this movie and just enjoy it as an actiony, you know, as a fun movie. That's I, my problem, though, is I do like, I really do like the movie. I've come to really enjoy it, but the problem is. You have to turn your brain off. Yes. That's not Star Trek. Yes. Star Trek should never be watched where I just go, okay, let me take the brain out, set it on the side table. Oh, this is cool. Oh, uh, yeah. Star Trek Five is a smarter movie than this. <laughs> Hell yeah, yes, it, is. it is. Hell yeah, it, it is. is. It's got some bad special effects dude, in it. But... Dude, Spock's brain is more intelligent than yes. this movie. Brain and brain. What is brain? <laughs> It's worse than that. His brain's gone. <laughs> That's how I felt walking out of this movie. Yeah. It was like, wow, that was worse than death. My brain is gone. Well, what I ha- what I hated about this movie were the reviewers. What really annoyed me were the reviewers going, "Thank God, thank God, Star Trek doesn't suck anymore. Star Trek isn't boring anymore. Now people will go to maybe we'll get more Star Trek because people will see it now that it's stupid because people are stupid, and it's basically what they were saying. That's what they're saying. Exactly what they were saying. They're saying, "Oh, we'll get we're gonna get plenty of Star Wars movies because it's dumbed down to fit the population." Exactly. And um, that's exactly what it is. And it's dumbed down. I gotta for the say this: there were a lot of hardcore Star Trek original Star Trek fans who I who, who were just like, I loved it, I loved it, and, and it mystifies me. Yeah, it totally I mean, I enjoy, me. and I and I, you know, 
There were people that I know goddamn well that are hardcore fans that go all the way back to the original series going, wow, that's what Star Trek should have been. All And I'm like, nah, I want to hit you. I want to hit you really hard right in the balls. It's like, come on, are you kidding me? <laughs> what if it's a girl? You have to hit her in the ovaries. So <laughs> Try to be all right inclusive on Star Trek. Yeah, there you go. Try, uh, we're approaching Now, this actually was cool. This is this. And I couldn't help but wonder if this was some sort of homage to um, Star Trek V. No, or the Star Trek VI with the. Uh, or not VI, um, Generations. Because that movie was supposed to open with Kirk orbital skydiving. And right. for some reason they couldn't. I don't know. They couldn't get it to work. Or they, for whatever reason they, they cut it and, out. And here we go once again silent space. Yeah, it works in this sequence. It's neat. It captures. I I, I, I do like this 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 sequence. That I could works. Done, that was totally Battlestar Galactica with the right moving there. camera. Yeah, yeah. With the zip shaky in camera and the shaky zoom. camera. Yeah, that looked like shit. But yeah, I do like this part. I really do. Um, this this you know the way the way Kirk the the, the reaction the instant reaction of Kirk jumping after Sulu. Wait a minute. Was that supposed to say that they just broke the sound barrier? Shouldn't they be going a hell of a lot faster than the sound barrier to begin with? Well, let me tell you something else. Hang on. No, I'm not going to burp. You need an atmosphere to break a sound barrier anyway. Oh, okay. You can't break the sound barrier in zero space, so if that's what they were saying, then that was ridiculous. Yeah. And by the time they hit the atmosphere, they should be way, way beyond the speed of sound, I would imagine. Well, see, in, in Generations, the suit that he had was covered with, like... Tiles like they put on the uh, on the space shuttle because he would have actually started to have started that, to burn that, up that friction thing. How are these guys not experiencing that? Shouldn't they have experienced? Because they did drop from orbit, right? Well, maybe they have material. You see, it's an again, it's the advanced. It's weird because there's a combination of being really advanced and still having some like old, you know, like some Ow. old school elements of it. Ow. This is awesome. <laughs> Ouch! And and it was good that they had a red shirt get. Yeah, I know. That I did like. And they didn't make a they didn't make a huge production out of it. You know, it was just it was just in there if you saw it. But I like how Kirk, you know, is ready to sacrifice himself, you know, to save Sulu. Kirk has landed Sulu. Isn't that guy really Russian in real life? He is really life? Russian, yes. Then why does he sound like shit? Well, I don't think he, I think he's of Russian origin. I don't think he's ever. I don't know if he was ever is like English as a second language guy. I think he's. I think in real life he talks like Walter Koenig, you know, just like a regular American guy. Oh, all right. I can't remember. I just saw another movie that he was in recently. He's a really good actor. Terminator I Salvation. Oh, that's right. He was good. In, he was one of the. He was one of the decent parts of Terminator Salvation, I thought. Now, there's another movie that Scott liked better than me. That's an amazing thing to me. Is I, I really, I really I did not. I shocked the shit out of myself liking that as much I as I really did. I really did not like because that one. I feel that to that one like you feel to this one a little more. That one surprised me only because, I mean, it's got, you know, it's got my number one box office poison guy in it. And yes. I really thought that I would hate that movie. I thought he, I thought he sucked hard in that movie. He too. did. He was him. awful. But thankfully, he wasn't he's in not it. the main character. Yeah. And he's not in it for very much because 
Yeah, I mean, every every ad and everything I saw made it look like, I'm John Connor, I'm Batman. And I was like, oh, God, this movie's going to suck so hard. But thankfully, especially, you know. And, and what what really sucked is they, made such, <coughs> they, they did such a good job with John Connor's character in the TV show, I thought. I like how their boots have that sort of weird toe thing, like they have weird, like, hoofy feet or something. Alright, I won't point out the fact that these guys are ten times stronger than a human being. I, I just won't even fucking bother with that. I do like the green blood. Green blood! smart to give them all to one guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're like, Sulu, we'll give you a sword, and then we'll give the other guy the explosive charges. I do like the, the fact that a, a lot of the... Uh, Symbology that they're using is something of a throwback to, um, like, uh, I don't know if it goes all the way back to the Star Trek The Motion Picture, but the movies, you know, definitely like Kirk era movies, started that thing with having symbology, like for the transporter and things like right. that. I'm seeing a lot of that in this. I do like that. Because that sort of got lost somewhere in the shuffle. And that's funny, they got a girl who looks like old school or her. She there. did, too. Now, I like the fact that, okay, Uhura is a more modern, sassy woman in it. But I always pictured Uhura as being a sort of spiritual, you know, she was always sort of like. Spirit. And, and the when we get to the Uhura Spock stuff, that stuff really bothered me really bothers me right here that's what happens that's why I was thinking uh, it's coming up right here oh with those two getting it that's on? stupid that's just yeah. that's flat out stupid 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 what yeah Kirk's Kirk's because dad being dead does not do anything to the pond because far it's, because it's fucking Smallville man it's it's right it's superhero movie syndrome right. where they have to have no matter if it's there has Superman to be one romance or Batman or, or the Hulk or Spider-Man or the fucking Punisher somebody got to have they've got to have the girlfriends thing they've got to have the yeah. romance and it's like why and, do you do that shit because all it does those are the moments where the where the, the guys that are actually, you know, that, that are your bread and butter for those movies, those are the sequences where they're going, oh, fuck, here we go again, you know? Yeah. Those are the sequences that drag the movie down, and it's like, come on, you, you didn't need that in this. Kirk with the green woman was all the romance I needed in this yeah. movie, you know? No, what you need, it, 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 the real relationship is the bromance in this with... Kirk and Spock. <laughs> right, really, yeah. Really, you know? I mean... Or the, the, the you know, the, the um, 
What do you call it? You know the the trilogy. Yeah, no, really, the, the romance uh, between Kirk and the Enterprise. Well, Kirk, is the Kirk true, Spock, and McCoy. You know yeah. the 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 Trinity. Trinity. That's it. That's the word I was searching for. Ah! See, I thought this is, and this this is the stupid thing about this is when they fall on they, they see, okay, if they would have just appeared on there, I would have been like, okay, Chekhov was compensating for their fall, but they appeared in the air and fell the rest of the way. They should have splattered. They should right, have the yeah. same amount of inertia, yeah, exactly. you know, as falling into the ground. Right. And. I love this. I love this shot. Although this I don't know why he squats. Though. I love the yeah the shot of him appearing on Vulcan as it circles around. And I like the new transporter effect. I love the swirly. That I remember when I saw that in the previews. That did I was look like, like, that was a, right there. It yeah. Really did. When I saw that in the preview, I was like, ooh, that I like. I like the that you know the Spock beaming down, ready for action. And here's another like. The, I, I really think these I really hate these writers I really hate their smarmy little writer Hollywood asses because they have to have the death of Spock's mom be you know it, it you know it happens so dramatically it's basically there's like one or two things like that should happen in a movie when it's when everything is some sort of pile, that got a big reaction in the theater, I remember. Everybody in the theater went, Oh! Seconds. Yeah, I know. Well, you can do that with every movie. Whenever they have a countdown, and then you don't hear the countdown anymore, and you, right. and you continue it in your head, you're always going, Boom! Yeah, exactly. About two minutes before anything explodes. If you ever bother to count it down, you know, from Star Wars to... See, it has to be some big dramatic, you know, just by the fingertips death, you know. It, it couldn't have been... Now, the, what is the difference between her falling off that cliff and, and exactly. Kirk and, and uh, Sulu plumbing? Exactly. What the hell exactly. is the difference? Exactly. Why, why, yeah. And that shot of Sulu, he looks very Takai there. Yeah. Where he's, where, with that... I, I, I think the character, the actors and the characters in this, the, I think the actors are very strong in this. I think they really, and I'm hoping, well, it, I'm it's, hoping it's, maybe the actors did a little homework on their own. Well, it's very much like original series in that aspect is that, you know, that, that's a hallmark of the original Star Trek is that it's the actors that help that the make series it. overcome the cheese yes. and, and the cheap-ass yes. effects. And, and, and when like it all that. comes down to it, it's the characters and their relationships that make the movies that make the and that and the, all the things are about that you know are about those characters and Is this sick bay? This must be sick bay. Yeah. Yeah. 
I just noticed and the black Vulcan back there. They could have thrown us a bone. A Tuvok. A Tuvok. That would have been kind of cool. That actually would have been really cool. So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm giving this fr- this new Edge of the Franchise a little little. Wait a minute. What am I saying? I'm, I've got that completely... I've got my timeline screwed up. Yeah. It couldn't be Tuvok. Or it could be... You know, it would be like his father or something. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. But, um... I, mean, I was thinking, and I was putting Tuvok in Enterprise for some goofy reason. And this, is just, this just goes against Vulcan biology, even even as half human. You know, even though he had, I think it's more respe- disrespectful to Uhura's character than yes. I actually think it's disrespectful to Spock's character. I really do. Yes, I would love to know what Nichelle Nichols thinks of this. You know. If she's even watched, I, I it, think you know Michelle I mean? Nichols is, is such a nice lady that she wouldn't say anything bad about. She would probably be like, "Oh, I thought it was sweet," but you'd have to get her like maybe a couple bottles of wine <laughs> you know, and to get her to go like, "I don't know, that's that I would, was fucking know, stupid." I would have liked to have made out with Leonard Nimoy, but you know, I don't think it would have worked with our characters. Right. I mean, this this could. Theoretically, be a very str- strong and emotional scene, but not with Spock and Uhura. Right. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. It's just. I mean, it was bugging me Spock when it was should Spock not... and Kirk toward the beginning of it. You know, when he was hitting on her and all that, and now it's because for one thing, she's the, she's the sole female in the thing. So I don't know. Are they going for like a like a Han, Leia, Luke? thing or you know I just well I thought that there's a funny moment where Kirk picks up on their relationship and is like oh 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 you know and that was kind of funny but it was like making it was like making the best of a bad situation to me right but uh I I, I love the Pike I I, I just think Pike is I I just I want to see this as a TV show with the Enterprise with Captain Pike and and everybody right. else is his crew, just you know, that tempered, would, getting that themselves would, tempered into their character. I would have been very happy with that, with him kicking all their asses. Because for the, one thing, he's got the uniform too, and yeah. I like that look. You know, we don't we don't really get that at all with with Kirk in this. He never does. He ever wear the gold shirt? I don't, I don't think, think he so. ever does. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. Marty, get the fuck capacitor ready. God, he's so shit. I'm sorry. God, he is such a horrible, well, horrible actor. He's basically just playing all the cheesiest aspects of all the Star Trek villains with no real, with no real depth to it. That's all there. I mean. I don't think he's much of an actor either. I don't think he had much to even work with on no, top of being no, that I'll much give, of an I'll actor. I'll give you that. Yeah, I, I do feel sorry for him in that aspect. That he's he's a cardboard cutout in yes. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He totally He's is. just there to be the bad guy and to blow everything up until he can be stopped from blowing anything else up. All right, vamp for me while I go take a whiz. Yep. He is. He's he's an amalgam of Khan. Um, I can't remember the Klingon's name from Star Trek Three, but you know, basic. Huh? No, it, it was um, it was the same guy who uh, who played uh, Jim from Taxi. 
He's he and and this I hate this. I hate that he puts the ear the the ear creature in him from Star Trek Two. That's that's just stupid. Except he puts it in his mouth. That's ridiculous. That doesn't make any sense. That's a creature native of a planet that out in the middle of nowhere where they stuck Khan, and that I I just hate that. I hate that. I can't wait till Scott gets back to see how much. Did it have to happen? Did or tell me it didn't happen because I thought it happened. Yeah, but did they use the same actor for Kirk's dad? No. Oh shit! Did I miss the part where you missed uh, the part where they put the thing in his mouth? Where they put no, the bug oh in his god. mouth? Oh god! Yes, again. That's Star Trek was, Two. That's what I was griping about. It's like why why did they have this thing off some obscure planet that Khan was, you know? I don't know. I was going to point out the part, but I don't think it's. I, I, th- I don't think we've missed it yet either. But there's a part in this where Spock walks under the bridge, and standing right next to him is uh, what's the dude's name from Star Trek Phase Two? Oh, James uh, Colley. Yeah, yeah. Point that out to me because I, I haven't seen that. yet. I don't think we've missed it yet. I think it's after Spock goes off to pout in that one part, and then he, come, they were he comes back to the bridge later on, like. If they were, I'll I'll play nice. Okay, come back to the bridge. Why couldn't they have given Kali a real role in this? You know, if anybody in the world, in the entire world, has earned a role on Star Trek, it's James Kali. You know, if anybody's done their work, the guys made Star Trek episodes in a garage from scratch, built his own sets, written his own scripts, plays Kirk. Does all the work, you know. The guy's probably working, and he he has a real job, real job right, where yeah. he makes a living. So he's a nerd like us. Right. He's basically he's a Las Vegas entertainer. So he's almost like a Disney cast member type right. thing. You know, he's playing Elvis to make his money. And and what do they do? They throw him like in the background. A bone. Yeah. yeah. And it doesn't even look like him because you know he doesn't have his his usual hair either. Because it took me forever to realize who he who was, was in this because he, he looks, you know, because you know, he's got very much like that, that I don't know if you call it a pompadour, but it's the... Yeah, he's an, he's an yeah. Elvis impersonator. Yeah. And As a matter of fact, that Kirk shirt that I wore yesterday with the stylized Kirk... Yeah, it looks, looks a lot like, like him. It does look a lot like him. You're right. Now that look... Right. That look, that's a, that's a Kirk look. You know, these guys have... Uh, all the potentials there. That somebody gives these guys a good script, and they're gonna, they're right, gonna. This is right here. Up to this point, I think I've been very tolerant with this movie. This is where this movie. That would never. The that would never. That would never happen. And this in ever. is just completely stupid. Yeah, it's like why don't you put him in the brig? Uh, that's what the exactly. That's what the that's fucking what the brig, brig is, is for. for. So they and throw him off the ship, and the only the. Only reason that that's done in this movie because it to makes no internal logic whatsoever is to get him on this planet where, for one, he can get chased by the big CGI monster thingy, and then he can have that completely awful sequence with old Spock. Well, and 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 meet Scotty. Well, here's another thing. Here's another thing. Even if this planet was a tenth the size of Earth, and someone just shot you in somewhere, you know, it's like. It's like somebody shooting me from a spaceship and onto Earth, going, send that guy to Earth, and I hit Earth, and where do I hit? Right in your backyard. <laughs> right. And I come out, and it's like, Scott, what are you doing? You know, right. it's like, oh, oh, that's right, you live on Earth. No wonder. Right, yeah, so, exactly. 
All right, now it's your turn to bail off. Well, Somebody totally needs to uh, do the George Lucas thing and put a tauntaun into this sequence. Right about there would be perfect. Or a probot. Probot would be good, too. Rabble, rabble, rabble. I think that would be, actually be really cool. But I remember seeing this when they showed this, uh, on, I think it was during Lost, because that was also a J.J. Abrams thing. They had this... You know, several minute sneak preview thing of Star Trek, and this was the scene that they showed, and I was just like, you know, everybody in the world flipped out, and they were like, "Oh, that looks fucking awesome! Oh, it's gonna be!" And I was like, "Yeah, it looks like." Because for one thing, it looks like CG monsters in a lot of movies. Well, right here, I don't like that. I don't like that Kirk's eyes get big and Kirk runs. Kirk doesn't run away. Oh well, Kirk is a pragmatist, though. Nah. I want to live! No, Kirk would smack that thing on the nose and be like, No! <laughs> I don't know. And then he would, he would jump up and he would do a two-footed kick. Now, I can see him running away from this thing. But, now but he, he doesn't run away from it first. Right. <laughs> Although I, that first monster looks like a Richard Corbin monster, which I kind of liked. I like... I like it looked like something Richard Corbin drew. And this is a neat scene with the with the the way it tumbles down. But yeah, ever like there's so many false beats here in the next, you know, ten or fifteen minutes. Um that that it's almost hard to keep track of them. That, that were supposed to be amazing, you know, this was supposed to be some of the most amazing stuff. He meets Spock, you know, and the introduction of, and waving a torch, you know, come on, man. Uh, <laughs> this thing is afraid of fire. I mean, come on. Nero blames Spock for the destruction of his planet, the loss of his wife and, and child or kids or whatever. And this was the worst he, this was the worst thing he could imagine for Spock. Put him, put him on an ice planet. Yeah. I mean, why didn't he kill him? Yeah. He waited 20 years for him to show up, and this is what he does to him? He allows him to... to it, 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 he allows... I mean, it, it allows him his downfall. I mean, come on. I mean, if, 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 I, you know, if I had to wait 20 years to catch up with the man that, was res- that I felt was responsible for the death of my wife and kids, I'd I can hang, fucking I'd, assure you that I'd come up with something a lot he, worse than putting him in a snow cave. He okay? could have strapped him to a chair and wa- had him watch the destruction it, it, exactly. of a planet on a screen and then tortured him for the rest of his exactly. life. Exactly. It's something. You know, something horrible. And this really isn't a horrible fate at all, you know? Not for Spock. It's, no, it's a standard Star Trek chance at life. This, I, I, oh this part and, I really... Because you know what this is? This is Nimoy showing up for a paycheck. He f- totally phones in this performance. He's awful. And, and it's, it's a, it's a re- total reminder that, well, this isn't real Star Trek because he's real Star Trek. <laughs> you're going to get mad. I was tearing up during this. Oh, the movie God. God, like, dude, come on. Yeah. This is, he's horrible yeah. in this. Yeah, I... I, I you'd, I know you don't like. It, it doesn't matter. It, it was just, pisses it was me the off idea because... of it to me. It was the idea of it to you know. I don't care, man. I st- seeing the original Spock interacting with Kirk. 
it, it just I, it, I, I, I love despite Sp- anything else it, it pushed it pushed my buttons. I, I love Spock in the original series and in the movies, right? I like the character. I'm gonna be sad when Leonard Nimoy dies. I really will because I expect that that's not gonna be too much further in the future. However, yeah. I've been seriously pissed off at Leonard I Nimoy for have. a long time, and it comes down to this, right? Star Trek Generations is is in the is in the pre-production phase, right? And they want to get the classic guys together one last time for one last hurrah to pass the baton to the next gen guys, right? And one of the linchpins of that was Leonard Nimoy. Always, and, and Leonard Nimoy was basically got on his fucking high horse and was like, well, I don't have enough to say. I don't have enough to do. I don't want to just show up and be like, blah, blah, blah. He have and, three he, lines and he that's and, it. He and Shatner did all sorts of, were all sorts of like that too. They were all sorts right. of like, they were all sorts of all about, I mean... But he he tried I, to I, take I hate that ego. They're, they were that's both, cool. They're, that's they're both cool. almost all about you know. I don't know. He has more lines than me. I need to have this. You know, I I always hated that aspect but, of Star Trek that they were all like quibbling over who was who was in no, it. No, I don't mean that. What I mean who is got it, enough it, attention. It, it's it wasn't even a case of that. It was a case of. He he tried to take the high ground artistically and be like, well, if I you know. If I don't have enough to do and enough to say, I don't really feel like... And then he like, takes a paycheck here. Right, exactly. I mean, yeah. but he totally, in my opinion, he totally sabotaged Star Trek Generations. And then the son of a bitch had the gall, as soon as that movie came out, to dog it. Oh, that was a piece of shit. And, you know, uh, Well, yeah, you know, a lot of the, the criticisms he had could have been avoided if he'd have fucking participated in the movie. To me, it's like... Don't tell me you're too good to show up and, and sit in the background and maybe not even get a line. You know what? Every success, every dollar you have in your life, every measure of immortality that you have is owed to fucking me, it's, who's been there and supported it, you from the beginning. It ain't from so, his music career or his poetry Exactly. Career, so true. if I, as a fan, expect you to shut up and sit quietly in the background as Spock on the bridge of the Enterprise B for five minutes at the beginning of Generations... Fucking show up and do it, you know, because that's throwing a bone to the fans, you know. You don't take the fucking artistic high ground with me because what did you have before Star Trek? Zombies of the fucking stratosphere? Don't don't feed me that bullshit. Yeah. Then he turns around a few years later well, I mean, and he does this piece of shit. Well, I mean, he and, already... and tries to make it like, well, you know, I'm artistically passing. No, you're not, dude. You're fucking showing up for a paycheck. The same thing you said you couldn't do. For generations, twenty years and, ago, and don't give me that. And you know what's shit. funny is I really liked the way that they thought of to get Shatner in this too. Right, and they thought of getting Shatner in it, but that didn't happen. That would have been really cool. It would have cool. had Shatner the way. It's just that I mean I realize that I'm bringing more Leonard Nimoy to this than, yeah, than you're, Spock. Yeah, you're, you're, you're bringing it, baggage. It, to it this just it for really sure. did. As soon as he he showed up in this, it, it, that was the moment where this movie kind of started to fall apart for me because it was like, no, 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 no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You sabotaged one of my favorite movies and and ran it down and everything for all you know. Every problem that he cited with generations could have been solved if he'd fucking shown up for the paycheck. He said that artistically, I can't do that. Then he turns around and does it for this. Mm-hmm. And he's fucking horrible in this movie. I was like, you've got to be kidding me, dude. You can't have it both ways, you know? I mean, I mean, with both Nimoy and Shatner, 
you can just see the ego pouring off them. Right. And, and, you know, I mean, Nimoy has always portrayed himself as being less egotistical as Shatner. Shatner's gotten a bad reputation, but Nimoy pulled that shit during the, the, you know, when they were going to do the new TV series and it ended up being Star Trek 1. He was always like, I'm in, I'm out, I don't know if I want to do it. Right. And I am not Spock, and then I am Spock. And once he, like, got to that point where he accepted himself as, you know, that... He actually wrote that book, I Am Spock, right. where he actually said, you know what, I, I'm going to I'm gonna own this. I'm gonna you know own why he did that, though? That, that was, that's another linchpin, and that's another brick in that wall of why I've really come all to kind all. of despise him, because he, uh, you know, that was, again, him realizing, you know what, I'm kind of biting the hand that feeds me here, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know? So... I don't know. You, you, you see you that a lot have in conventions. You see all the people that are like writing that fine line about him being embarrassed to be there and being thankful that like they're getting a paycheck because of these people. And and I, I like, like I like that scene. Yeah, I like that, that scene. scene. Really good. That did establish. A, a, that did have the crackle of the McCoy Spock. It um, sure was nice of Nero to supply Spock with some cold weather gear too. I thought yeah. that was very nice of him. Yeah, and uh, Spock hasn't bothered to go knock on the door of this thing before, <laughs> you know, to see if anybody was there. He hasn't gotten hungry yet, you know. He's just like, ah, I think I'm just going to keep to myself. Now, what this scene right here really needed was that, that half-naked chick from Resident Evil to come staggering down this hall in a, in a bathrobe or yeah. whatever the hell. Yeah. Does, it, does this is totally look like that it's, hallway? It's, it's, from... well, it's got that color, It's got that crappy, ho- crappy old hospital hallway Right. With, the, with the green color correction, <coughs> you know the green blue color correction. So now this, this is a callback to the cheesiness of the old Star Trek. This is what they kept saying. This wasn't in it, you know, a little guy in a rubber suit, you know, who's comedy relief. That guy is out of that guy is out of old school Star Trek movies. I don't. A guy in a suit, except he would be in the background in it. You know, he would I mean, be. What, some, what purpose does this stupid little Ugna thing well, serve well, in this? At this point, now we're starting to get the um, the some of the shots that look like they're like. Okay, I'm gonna blow everybody's mind with this. This guy is shit. I realized that this was a big geek out for a lot of people. <gasps> Simon Pegg! I don't even know who the fuck this guy Shaun is. Shaun of the Dead. I, I, I really don't. And have I have you seen Shaun was, of the Dead? No, I haven't. Oh, it's it's awesome. Uh, maybe it is, but he's, he's you, a British, you cast him just because of... Right, he's, he's a British guy. He did a TV show that was all based on it was comedy remakes of geek stuff right but i mean james doing wasn't geeks. a comedian i mean no. scotty wasn't a comedian no, no. character no, no. and he's played totally he's, for laughs in he's, this. he gets right he gets thro- he got thrown this because he is a super geek and they're like and he just came out with Shaun of the dead and um oh what was a uh, hot fuzz which if you get a chance to see hot fuzz it's his take on action movies and it's right. hilarious Right, but what does that have to do with him being Scotty in Star money, Trek? Money, 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 box office Yeah, exactly. All the nerds going, Simon Pegg, Simon Pegg. He didn't feel like Scotty to me. No, he doesn't at all. He's all, awful. All these scenes have the feel of um, B-Crew, you know, the, the B-Director, you know, the pickup director that Jonathan Abrams wasn't here, his assistant director was here shooting all the B-Shots here. The way it's... The, the way the sets are and stuff, this looks like 
This whole part looks like the old Star Trek shot on a set, no computer generation, you know, a little plastic, a little bit of seam to it, you know, um, which is funny because they were claiming there was none of that in this movie. It's all slick and, and it's no, this whole part is, is cheesy, low budget, this is cheesy, low budget Star Trek. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, Scotty was a little funny, but he was more funny in a brawler sort of, you know, that just that like hard, hard drinking. He was funny in the way that Irish people have a sense of humor, you know, right. that, that 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 legendary Irish sort of smart ass humor. But he was also kind of a badass. He was also kind of grumpy, also. But yeah. But they, you know, they put this, I mean, this guy got a role in the Land of the Dead movie, too, because George Romero saw Shaun of the Dead and said, I'm going to put him and his buddy, who is his, his fat guy buddy, in that movie, too. And he gave, but he gave him a walk-on, you know? They played two zombies that were chained up to a wall. Yeah, I, he, I think... Spock doesn't seem to have any problem whatsoever just handing this formula to, to right, Scotty. Right, and screwing with the... the um, I mean, that could really screw things up. That could really alter the timeline. But what does he care? It's not his timeline anyway. That, yeah, that's, guess, kind of that the, that's kind of what I had taken away from this, too. Well, I love it. To me, it's completely laughable, the part that we just went by where where uh, Simon Pegg's talking and Spock just suddenly stops and he goes, you're Montgomery Scott. And I'm like, I, I laughed out loud in the movie theater. I was like, this dude doesn't remotely look or sound or act like yeah. Scotty. Yeah. Yet Spock, you know, I mean, it was one of those things where... I'm sure that line was written before it was cast. Right, but, <laughs> exactly. But, it was like, come on, are you but, kidding me? But I think I, but I think Simon Pegg is the weakest of the new characters, but I can roll with it. I can roll with it in the new... We'll see how it is. I hope they just don't make him a caricature of like, I'm giving it all, you know. I hope they... And, and, and he's young. He's, 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 I think he could be a little older. He should and be I more like Keith Urban's. Spock, I can't come with you because, you know, I've done as much in this shit movie to collect a paycheck yeah, as yeah. I really need yeah. to do, so I'm out of here. There's no real reason. And he's acting like sort of bow, but actually he gets involved. In, he's going to help Vulcan and stuff. It just occurred to me he's wearing his jacket exactly like old Kirk in Star Trek Two. That is, mm -hmm. that's kind of cool. Mm -hmm. Again, Star Trek Two connection. Right, right. <laughs> Actually, more like Star Trek Three though, because remember he had that civilian jacket in Star Trek Three, which was kind of cool. I actually don't care for the new transporter effect. To be honest with you, that's stupid. Stupid. Why does I care to even care about them enough to be choking up at that point? Well, I like how uh, Collie had said, you know, if they had the, the ability to, to beam, you know, thousands of light years across space, then what do they need ships for? Yeah, I thought that was a good observation. Well, I, I you know, I really appreciated Collie's candor when, when he was talking about this at the at Dragon Con because. You know, at that point, he was in the movie. Most people that are in a movie like that will be very political about it right. and say. And and he was just like, I enjoyed the movie. You could tell he was he he was of the same feeling that we were. That right. There, he said, I had definite problems with the story. You know. Right. And 
I just have a feeling that whatever, even if that was coolant water, it would still have some chemical where he would have been like, twitch, 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 and then just floating. You know, it would have been some toxic chemical or something. Antifreeze. It's water, I'm assuming, that they're using to cool the ship, but you know, water isn't the most efficient coolant either. Now I think it would have been funny if, if Spock would have just gone, Son of a bitch! What are they doing on there? What the fuck? How did he get back here? Yeah. <laughs> Alright, here's another thing that doesn't make any sense. The, the they run along, they get caught by the security guard, and he goes, Remember me? Cupcake? That was like years ago. Right. It wasn't like, I realized to us, the audience, it was just several <laughs> scenes ago. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, he's been all the way through the Academy. That's what, it's like at least three years have gone by. This guy really remembers him. And he still has the same crappy goatee. <laughs> I love that. that. I like that. I think this this is this is a very Kirk moment. This it is, is, but it's kind of a forced Kirk moment. Yeah. But I mean, Spock loses his shit just a little too easily. Too easily. Too easily. Yeah. yeah. But but because this is you got to remember this is still like early Spock. I can't let him. You know, they can't see me sweat. You know. I, I can't let him right. see the cracks in the armor kind of thing. He tr he was trying so much harder. Well, Spock should be smart enough to figure out. I mean, it's pretty obvious what Kirk's doing. Right. It's pretty obvious what he's doing. He should be able to. But at the same time, all this just tells me these actors understand what their characters are supposed to be. And I like that. Again, that, right there, that should have shattered Kirk's yeah. arms. Yeah. Spock is like superhumanly strong, you know? He's several times more powerful than a human being. When, when Kirk did this, when he put his arms up in front and Spock smashed him that hard, it should have just... His, it, the bones in his arms should be powder at that point. Uh, he was pulling his punches. That's... Oh, come on. He, he was ready to... Yeah, he lost it. ...to kill him. And... Sorry, sorry, my bad. Sorry. Sorry, everybody. And the fact the fact that he relieves himself of duty is just ridiculous, too. Right. You know, I would have been... I, would have been I like, love McCoy. McCoy's like, oh, great. Well, what the fuck are we going to do? <laughs> we don't even have a captain. Well... I, I do like that Kirk goes, yeah, you do. <laughs> That's... Yeah, I would like to meet these writers in a dark alley, personally. <laughs> I would, and J.J. Abrams. I would love to meet those guys in a dark alley. Uh, uh, honestly, I mean, we can... Anybody who's watching this, go watch, like, J.J. Find a J.J. Abrams video on YouTube before the movie came out where he's talking about this. And tell me if he isn't the most smarmy, um, arrogant, 
greasy look. You know, he just has that Hollywood slickster. Like <sighs> I tell you what, the makers of the book light must have had a field day with this movie. Yeah. They sold about a billion of them to the bridge. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. There's a fucking it's, book it's, light it's everywhere. Book lights every and, square and, inch and is covered in every book two, lights. two inches, yeah. I'd hate to be the people who have to clean this bridge, though, and keep it sparkly white like that. There's not one person, not one person steps forward and just say, what, what the, wait a minute. Yeah. This fucking guy's a cadet. Who's I'm not guy? following this Who's asshole. This guy? Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, I mean, there's got to be people on that ship who, who have at least got a couple more years in service or whatever that are going, what the fuck? Well, how come I'm not the captain? You know, I, I've got, you know, five years in Starfleet or whatever, you know. And this guy who was being court-martialed, mm-hmm. you know, half an hour ago, now he's the captain? And nobody steps forward to go, no, wait well, a minute. I just, I just totally 100% don't believe, okay, when Spock blew up and stopped beating up Kirk, that's when Spock regained control again and is back in his facilities and is right. fine to command the ship. While he was beating up Kirk, he wasn't fine to command the ship. But then again, actually, he was. Because that's what you do to some guy that you're court-martialing, who you kick off your ship and he comes back. You beat the hell out of him. Right. So that wasn't that out of line, you know? I don't know. I really liked this sequence between Spock and Sarek, except... They, you know, there was one of my problems with this movie is they did a lot of this where see the way he's walking and working himself. You know, he looks a, like Sarah. Yeah, yeah he, he does. Just, but you know, a scene would really be working for me. I'd be like, all right, I'm, I'm digging this. I'm digging this. And then they would pull like some goofy line or something. I'd be like, oh god, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they do it in this part. I really like how this scene is working out. And then they have to throw in the little line, well, I married her because I love her. No, Sark would not say that. Right, right. He never admitted that to Spock right. in, the, in their whole lives. You no. know I mean? That was the point of his character was that he, he was, was the, the reserved Vulcan that was, Spock constantly craved love and attention from and never really never got, got anything. you know? Maybe having Watch his... Watch right here. In a second here, it'll be when Spock walks under the bridge. Oh, the guy who's standing to the left of him is Kali. Now I've got my eyes peeled, and now what I would love is right after this, if Kirk looks at him and goes, "I don't know what the hell you just right. said." Right? <laughs> yeah, he's he's trying too hard or something. Right there. That's Collie holding uh, the iBook or whatever the hell that is right there. It doesn't even look like and you don't even really get a good look at him. No, he's got he's got lens flare over half his head. <laughs> Literally, it was like lens flare coming from behind his head. <laughs> Do you realize like like Eric Peterson and guys like they're gonna love this. Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> Mike Petit and them are gonna be like, oh god. I, I've, been thinking, go I've been thinking through I've been thinking through all this, I'm like, are we being too hard on this? But I guess it's entertaining. But I mean I think we have valid points. I think you know I mean I think you get I I, I mean that's you. You get emo- you the a lot of the things that you, you get like emotional over the um Leonard Nimoy stuff. I don't quite but men, you know, I mean, it's just hard not to. It's hard not to watch this and, and pull up the the negative more than the positive, 
Although this is a I'm, lot I'm, more of the negative than the positive. I'm gonna still say it. I still can. I can still watch this movie. You know, I can still. You know, I'm ready to grill. I'm Batman. <laughs> oh, wait, no, I'm not. I, I, I still like can watch and enjoy this movie. I still enjoy this movie, and you know, it's. Wait a minute! I thought the drill was broken. I know. Well, they probably got a. They got a few drills. They, they went down to Drills R Us and bought another one. Ah, you know, if you're if you're uh, if you're a miner, you've got spare drills or whatever, you know. Especially, you know. <laughs> Sometimes it, you gotta destroy more than one planet in a day. So why don't they just go somewhere? You know, why don't they just go? You know, I mean, Romulus still exists. You know, go find yourselves new new women. Why don't they go? Why don't they go to Romulus? They have a lot of time now to get everybody off Romulus before it blows up again. Right. He's he's literally dooming his planet again for his revenge, and that's never even brought up because the writers were too stupid. To realize, like yeah, I like that. But the the writers are too stupid to realize that, you know, to, to see that angle in it. You know, it would have been the perfect example for him to actually, you know. Or, if they're doing all this... If they're doing all this time travel, why doesn't Romulus time travel back you know, back where he came to a couple months before their planet blew up and start evacuating, you know, it's... You can't do that, though. It was a fluke, remember? Uh, alright. Although, come to think of it, why the hell couldn't he? He's got the red and Look letter. at Spock's cop in a field, too. Spock in a field. <laughs> I love... I Now, all of a sudden, they're, they're, they're totally... Lovey-dovey. PB, PDA here. What, what the hell is with this, you know? Well, Spock should only PDA during... Pon far, really? I mean, what Spock would be like? I mean, before they were they were on the elevator. It was all secret and everything. Now all of a sudden, it's like, hey, we don't care that everybody <laughs> I, sees us. I do like Kirk's yeah, reaction. Yeah, is like, yep, okay. <laughs> yeah, I see now. <laughs> but yeah. I think they actually wrote that in there to be some controversy too, to just be controversial, to give, to have the people walk out. I, you know, I think that was designed for the Star Trek fans to be walking out of the movie going, "What do you think of Spock and Uhura? I don't know about that," you know. I don't like the new phasers. Did you like the new phasers? I don't like the sound of them. They're too. They're they, too need, they need a little more bass, a little more resonance. But I don't like the stupid, the the switch thingy. You know, when they switch from from stun to to kill, it, it like flips. I just I thought that was kind of kind of cheesy. Well, look, I don't like that they have that they have a, a kick to them. I I think phasers phasers are you know like Star Wars was like revolutionary because it made the laser <laughs> it made the laser bolt right you know but the laser bolt doesn't make any sense There's, you should never be able to see a laser bolt see right there <laughs> yeah that's shit come on it's just yeah it's just yeah it's not a, it's not practical it's not realistic but, you know, phasers were always a steady beam of light from one point to another, you know? Yeah, I like that. Yeah. It was, it was once again, more based on scientific stuff.
And I like this. This is where you start seeing the Kirk and Spock learning to work together. And, you know, they, I mean, they, they, they put the lip service into the basics. Uh, I just hope they get different writers. They're not. They're going to use the same team because that's the team that made the money. But, God, they, they, you know, why couldn't they hire Mike Poteet? Could you imagine what Mike Poteet would do, <laughs> would do, would do with this stuff, man? Yeah, it does look like that. Communication and transport are not real, so at least tell me happen. Otherwise, we won't be able to beat them back. Kirk and Spock are on their own now. That's a good thing, though. What's funny is none of this is in the book. So, which makes me think that. Maybe all of this was added in because they realized that they just didn't have much of a finale. They have to. Yeah, they so have they had to, to jazz it up. Computer, what is your manufacturing origin? Stardate twenty three eighty seven, commissioned by the Vulcan Science Academy. It appears that you have been keeping important information from me. To be able to fly this thing, right? Something tells me I already have. And I think it's a little early for him to be calling him Jim at this yeah. point too. As a matter of fact, it's someone who outrakes him. Yeah, well, they're not they're not exactly buddies yet. Either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're starting to realize that they can work together, but I mean, Spock should be a hard sell on that, you know. You would think so. Fascinating. The chair spins around. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the chair spins. Although it must be it must be pretty cool for for Spock to be in a three you know a, a centuries from the future machine he must That's love be loving that steampunky looking yeah thing now that I get a good look at it. It's got a little gungan to it too. <laughs> It does. It's got a little under, have a giant, underwater gungan. You should have a giant lizard come up and bite it, and then another bigger lizard comes up and bites it. There's always a bigger fish. You should have Qui-Gon helping him steer it. End of movie. Shoot him there. Yep. Yep. What happened? Don't tell me it didn't happen! Oh, right in the head. Ow. That's an instant killer. Maybe it's just me, but don't they need some like safety rails or something on this ship? <laughs> Not for Romulans, they're tough guys. I guess so. If you fall off, that's if you fall off, you don't get a raise. And what I like is these guys are miners. They are not warriors. I guess all Rom Romulans are badasses, but I, again, I won't point out the fact that these guys are ten times yeah, they, the fucking strength be, of a human being, and that Kirk's. Yeah, bones should be jelly inside of his skin. <laughs> right what? What the hell was he? What is the plan here, anyway? I, I think I missed something with this. God, it's a good thing that wasn't a solid wall on the other uh, side. It's because he's got. It's the plan is to nail him with the red, use the red matter to get rid of him. You know. Oh, is that it? Yeah. No, I, 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 
I want to talk for ten minutes before I kill you. I could just pop your head off like it was a like it was a Pepsi cap. Nero needs a lozenge is what he needs. Gosh, I hope that doesn't land on anybody. Yeah, I know. It takes out the the Golden Gate Bridge, and and of course, of course. They, of all the places they drill, right next to the Golden Gate Bridge, yeah, you know, yeah, so, exactly. out of all the places. That, are... that was a good effect, though. And that, and that's only because we've seen the Golden Gate Bridge in Star Trek before. It's the only thing we've seen too on yeah. Earth. Yeah. Well, <laughs> next generation, we saw France in Next Generation. There has got to be a more efficient system of getting around inside this <laughs> than, ship. Than jumping and running. They don't have, they like, fucking escalators. escalators or anything? Come on. Yeah, well, this ship is, like, the size of the moon, too, you know? There's a whole lot of these guys, too. I mean, what are they eating? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what are they eating? None of them bothers to... I mean, they're they're all... You know why they're all pissed? To just... No, they're all pissed because they ran out of Robulan Ale 20 years ago. <laughs> It's been a sober 20 years, wait, two years waiting for Spock or whatever, and they're ready to kill somebody. Don't tell me it didn't happen! What was, what was Christopher Lloyd's name in Star Trek 3? Krug. Krug. That's, he's doing Krug's voice. All he needs is a little Romulan puppy dog to pet and cry Ow. over. I do like Now he's part. strong, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Now he's strong. See, I'd like to see Kirk kick him in the nuts and go, sorry, Romulan's nuts are in their chest. <laughs> That part was kind of cool. Yeah. I gotta admit. That was alright. That's Kirk. That's very Kirk-like. <laughs> going down! I'm not just gonna shoot you. I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna shoot you first. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to know. <laughs> you screwed up. <laughs> Whoa! What's he doing? What is he doing? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Part. He needs a napkin though after that. <laughs> Say it, don't spray it, Nero. What the hell kind of name is Nero for a Romulan? Anyway? I know, I know. He was a Roman. That's what the. Whoa! can't decide if I really like that or not. It is a great visual, but it makes it's and, and, so Star well, Wars. Well, you know? here's the thing, though. Star Trek, though, that's one thing about old Star Trek, though, is it had too much of the ships on the same plane. That would not work out really in, in right. space. You know, this this one does give the three-dimensional aspect of space back, but, yeah, I mean, the thing about the Enterprise is the Enterprise is a big, it's a battleship. It's, it comes around right. slowly. It doesn't whip in. Now, 
Honestly, they would make guns that would be no, able to spray all than, over I the place more like that, that. You know that they were using more than the standard. You know the two phaser emitters with the long phaser right. beam. You know it's like this. You know it, it was like the Slave One in, yeah, yeah, in yeah. Episode Two. You know with the rapid fire laser balls. It's a great visual. I would think they would make something. If I was making phasers, I would make something more like that than the old school phasers. I know, but... Now, now Pike has old school Star Trek hair there. Right. The greasy, <laughs> greasy, must up hair. That's like how everybody, even when they weren't all beat up, looked like in old Star Trek. Did you get this whole thing with the red matter? It doesn't make any... It, 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 no, I didn't even try to because I knew it was just a ridiculous... A ridiculous... Everybody that I know, everybody that I... There's so many people who have mentioned, uh, what is the deal with this red matter? It makes no sense. It has no basis in science or they don't even attempt to, you know... It's just a way for them to open up time and space is all it is. A la it was a lazy man's excuse to do stuff. Sorry, the writing just does not bear up to scrutiny in this this Star Trek. <laughs> that was a little too humorous from Spock too, but. In searing agony. I like Searing Agony better. It's a wussy sounding proton torpedoes. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. I like the classic ones where they were like... Yeah. I like that one. That one's cool. Well, they had the sound that, like a torpedo tube from yeah. a submarine. Yeah. And they were launched like torpedo tubes out of a submarine, too, which is really neat. At least they'd kill him so he's not coming back. <laughs> Even if they didn't kill him, nobody would want this villain back. I mean, what what kind of hold did he have over his men that that they went along with this? Right, right. Like, That's what I'm planless saying. Planless plan. Right, is, right. You know? Weren't they? I would have been like, I would have been like this. Listen, we're the last of the Romulans. Our planet got blown up. There's bound to be some female Romulans on other planets who are on vacation and stuff. Let's start repopulating, you know? Let's, right. Let's well, I mean, go, they've, let's they've, go they've find... Gone back in time well over a hundred years. They, they could be go filthy, stinking rich, you know? Uh, I mean, they, they could do anything they wanted to do, and their, their stupid plan is to float around in space for 20 years waiting for Spock to, make, to show up. To make a point. Yeah. To make a point is all they're doing. The, to make a point to people who aren't even going to understand the point because they're not even from the universe <laughs> right. where this shit took place. <laughs> you know, he's ta he's not even taking it out on the people who did it, except for the except for old Spock. You know, and he flubbed that big time. This right here, that's a total next gen thing to do, and it, it really again, there's no logic to that either. What's that? that what are launching the, the the warp cores? And then in two seconds, they're going to go to warp. So how the hell did they go to warp if they launched all their warp cores? I did like the $6 million man sound. Yeah. Effect, 
unless the exploding warp cores are supposed to push them to, into warp. Maybe? I don't know what the deal was. I that. Don't know. I'm telling you, all that that's, that's the thing is all, that whole. I mean, Star Trek had lots of fake science in it, but this stuff is pure babbly gabbly blob. I do like the music though. I wish Roddenberry was still alive, man. I would have loved to have seen him. I would have loved to have seen him like get. I think if he had been alive and he watched made this, J. J. that could have killed him. He would have made no, he, because he wouldn't have seen this. He would have, he would have, he would have been like he would have done. He would have done it old school. He would have gone to the fans and and sick the fans on on this production. I believe you're right. That's what he always did. I believe you're right. He knew the fans understood. So he would if they if he wasn't getting his way. He would say, "Okay, I'm gonna, you know, I'll take this secret story and tell the fans you're screwing it up, and they're gonna, you know." Father. That's why I hate the whole Hollywood thing. That they, they. I am not a father. I'm not even a particularly good <laughs> actor anymore. <laughs> You know, another thing for me is old Kirk's motive, or excuse me, old Spock's motivations. And he he seems perfectly content to play fast and loose with the timeline. He doesn't seem like he's terribly interested in getting back to his own time. You know, it's just no. He's not. I think he's just. I think at this point he's just rolling with it. Exactly. And, and yeah. he's thinking, well, I can help the Vulcans recover at this point. You know, they're fine back in my timeline, but I can be of use. That's very Spock-like. But the whole thing of like, oh, I did this to get you and Kirk together. It's like, I don't know about that. You know, I think it. it Why doesn't call him me? Put aside logic. <laughs> Do what feels right. Don't be such a butthead. Because <sighs> yeah. we all know lo logic is uh, big on luck. What a nice old guy. <laughs> He's a chubby chaser. <laughs> that was just wrong. <laughs> he is, though. I know it. I know it. Now, who is this guy here? He's somebody famous. He's MC Hammer or somebody, right? Oh, this guy? The, yeah, that guy. He's somebody famous. Like a musician or something? He's like Tupac Shakur or somebody. Well, who the fuck is this guy? Dead. I have oh, no idea who this is. Who is this guy? He's somebody famous. Is he a judge? He looks like I don't know. what. He's wearing uh, Spock, or Kirk's outfit from the beginning of Star Trek The Motion Picture. Did you ever notice that? That's kind of cool. And look! Look, he's in a wheelchair! Look, <laughs> it's, it's, it's <laughs> no much! <laughs> yeah. Uh, you see he's totally got Kirk's admiral's outfit i i personally think pike was the strongest character in yeah this whole i do thing. too I, I think he was the most charismatic I think, I think he should be back in command 
And it's like you said, like I Kirk Mark as show. the first officer. I would love that TV yep, show. That it would be great. invest the actors in their good. characters. I could deal with the whole alternate timeline thing if they did it that way. When I walked out of this, I thought, I want to, I, 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 the only thing I took out of this when I walked out of the theater <laughs> I would was, love it if Spock was like, computer and program. Yeah, <laughs> that was the end of the show. Yeah. It must be a bitch being the only guy who's ever on duty at Helmer Navigation. You know what I mean? That there's never anybody else. Well, I also think. Jesus I also Christ. wonder uh, does all the, like, everything happen within the. Isn't there somebody in Starfleet going, wait, wait, there's a new captain of the Enterprise? Wait, wait, does anybody ask us? You know? Well, a cadet is now, you know, he's. Right, there. right. That's what I'm saying. There's got to be some... I mean, we, we just established the fact at the beginning of the movie that there's Starfleet ships in service 20 years before Kirk was born. So you can't tell me that there's some grizzled old fucker out there as a well, first seniority. officer with seniority going, Wait, what the fuck's going on? This kid's going to be the new captain of the yeah. flagship, and I've been busting my ass in the service for yeah. 20 years? Yeah. This kid no, I don't think this, so. This kid who's getting court-martialed, who's a cheater, <laughs> right. who cheated his way into right. the position. You know? It just doesn't hold up under right. scrutiny. I would have been very happy. I do Kirk... like the fact that the deflector dish now has to open up like an iris. Did you see that? No. That was cool. That's neat. I, um, I just... I would have been perfectly happy if Kirk was not captain of the Enterprise at right. the end of this movie. He right. didn't have he to He shouldn't be. have been. We know he's going to be captain of the Enterprise, and that's good enough, you know? There's a that's, lot of shouldn't have been's in this movie. People, people, it's it's a sad thing with movies, but people think of more of the iconic stuff. I lo- the, it, When I was in the movie theater and the original theme whipped up like yeah. this, it was just like right up in the gorge of my throat. I was just like, oh, yes, you know? And I like that Roddenberry's name pops up in big letters. You know what's funny, though, is that now the movie's over, and I really didn't say very many nice things about it, so it's it's totally going to have that feeling of, well, he really hate. You know, I really don't, I don't is either. the thing, is that I do walk away from it usually going, eh, you know, it was, it was a fun little ride, but oh well. It is a fun little ride. It is it a is. fun little ride it, if you just it, completely turn your brain off. It, it's really funny, though, because everybody was like, the special effects, the slickness, the, the quality and stuff. And as time goes on, it's it's a, it's just as cheesy as any other Star Trek movie. It's got its, you know, it's got its goofiness, just like any other Star Trek movie. It does, but... But I'm not, you know, I, I'm just saying it had that attitude that it didn't. You know? It was it was trying and, to Star Warsify Star Trek. Well, one of the reviewers, I can't remember who it was, who said he said he said fifteen years from now this movie is gonna look just as goofy as the movie the Star Trek movies that were made fifteen years ago. It's gonna be every bit you know. It's not you know. It's going to look is as it if it was gonna, made in the late nine or in the it, early. Is it even gonna take mid- that long? 2000s no it's already starting to show it up a little bit i don't know well actually isn't it this year doesn't the new one come out this year or is it next oh, year hell, i don't have any I i'm not i'm not keeping was, up dude if it was three years i'm not even years. i gotta be honest i'm not even that sure i'm gonna go see it oh psh, whatever <laughs> what <laughs> i'm you know you say that but I, i'm really you know i don't know you will i don't know 
if if they if they go completely predictable, if it's the same writer, same director, you know, and it's going to be Khan, then I I don't if it's going to be Khan, I'm going to see it, but I'm going to be really pissed, <laughs> and I'm going to see it as a as a um. Because, come on, man, if I get a chance to see any Star Trek, if it's Star Trek, I want to see it on the big screen at least once, just in case it's awesome. Right. So, and I'll be, and I'm willing, you know, whatever, that 10 bucks in the long run is not going to be that, that horrible. So I will be there for the next movie, but if, uh, yeah, uh, nobody, no, it, we'll never get our way. We'll never get, never, ever, ever. You know, the, these know. things are always going to be written by some a couple of a couple of douches who, you know, who are like we learned. You know, we weren't really Trekkies when this started in the same yeah, day, but I wasn't really a Trekkie, but I learned to be. Right. Yeah, no, you didn't. No, you didn't Dick. at all. You learned some facts and figures, and you learned this basic idea of how it how it ticks. But there's so many people out there who have 30 years of really knowing what makes Star Trek tick. Right. That could have had something to do with this, man. Where is where is uh, DC Fontana? Right. What, what? Couldn't they have brought DC Fontana in just to be a story consultant with those two guys and say, "Hey, look, can you put some humanity in this?" Because you know, yeah. Well, that was the problem. Is that anybody? I, I'm pretty if, sure that anybody. If J.J. Abrams, if you're listening, if you don't want to get your ass kicked in a dark alley by me and Scott. You're calling up Mike Poteet and DC Fontana and getting their asses on the next one because, and uh, and you know what, J.J. Abrams, it doesn't matter. I'm gonna beat you if I see you anyway. Consider it a threat, man. The problem is, is that they didn't they didn't want any involvement from anybody involved with you know original Star Trek. They they purposely were distancing right. distancing themselves from that. That's why you know there are the horrible horrible. Uh, continuity inconsistencies that there are yeah. because they didn't care, and then they write to, and then they write the fact off that we don't like them that we're super geeks. That's right. all that it is. It's like, well, there's always going to be those super nerds that are going to say, oh, well, that phaser's left-handed and it's supposed to be right, and they write it off as as and as nitpicky. But and and granted, we had some nitpicky complaints on it, but I think a lot of our major complaints are basic. You know, fundamental s- story, and I—I I don't know. I don't know. Well, I, I mean, I, under- my... I understand that some movies are supposed to be just fun and stuff, but that's not Star. Star Trek's supposed to be fun, but it's. Did you, you see when um, Chris Pine and Zachary Quinto were on Saturday Night Live right about the time the movie came out? No, I, they, maybe I did. I they were I've on seen there. it on YouTube, like the clips of it. They were on Saturday Night Live, and Leonard Nimoy came out at one point, and they were talking about how, you know, a lot of classic Star Trek fans were having an issue with the movie, and Nimoy says, well, to those people, I just have to say that I think you're being very, and one of the two of them stops and goes, I know what you're going to say, you're going to say illogical, and he's like, well, actually, I was going to say, you're dickheads, and I was like... Yeah, thanks, Leonard Nimoy. You know, thank you very much. You know, we only made you, you know, and every dollar of your millions, and then you're going to turn around and say shit like that. You know, well, the Onion. You ever watch the Onion? No. On on um, it's hilarious. It's 
a fake news show. It's from right. A yeah, fake I remember newspaper. the paper. I remember the paper. Yeah, and it's basically the the video version of the paper, and they had. You know, Star Trek fans, are, and they had all these Star Trek fans coming out of the premiere going, you know, there were no long shots where people, there were no, you know, 10-minute sequences of people arguing, you know, about uh, this obscure, you know, I hated it because it didn't have all this boring stuff in it, and it was just like, no, that, you don't get it. <laughs> right. It's not, it's not the stupid detail, there, there are super nerds who are just into the details. Those are the people when I went to see... Um, you know the last couple You've next generation. Story a million times. Yeah, they, they were like, "Oh, a new room, a new room in the Enterprise," and that's what they went to the movie for. There's a few of those people out there, but, right? But these are basic. You know, when I was in film school and they were in our script writing class, they were teaching you about how to make, you know, character conflict and stuff like that. And these guys try, but they do it in a, lately. They do it in a cookie cutter way, you know. It's like, oh, you know, there's a girl in between someone, so there's a character conflict or stuff. But, you know, when it's real, it's real, and you feel it. And, it, and everything in here was just plot device. Plot device or something that the writers felt was necessary because that's what's in these kind of movies. You know, a B-plot a B romance. I just don't... I, I want to know how it happens because I don't understand it. How you take... A beloved property, it's like say Star uh, Superman, for example. How 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 does this happen, where somebody takes that, and for whatever reason, why why would you license something and want to make a TV series out of something that you don't have any respect for? Because they want to make why, money. Why would you it. take it and and say? They're I mean, trying to figure out the way to make money off it, and unfortunately, they're right. Insofar as Smallville has been a very popular, this made this made truckloads of money, you know. Right. So, and um, bottom line, that's what the film companies are for. They're to make money, and this is a successful money maker, and it and it tells them we're going to have another money maker after it. And the sad part is, they're going to want to they're going to want to make as much money as this. Odds are, it's going to be pretty much. The same shit. The same movie. Yeah. You know, or it's going to be along the same lines. So we'll see. It's. I just uh, don't understand that. You know, I mean, now it's happened with, with Star Trek and, and Superman. And there's been a lot of things like that lately where you, you've basically, you've taken it from the hardcore geeks that, that really love it and, and have respected it and enjoyed it all these years. And you take it and you... you change it at its fundamental core level to something that it never was and put not it out pay, there for the mass not paying you and me to do it although i i've seen a lot of fan films that haven't gotten it right either what <laughs> kill, focused on the wrong things too what kills me though is that you know i have in the long run i guess i have no problem if you know they want to make something like smallville you know, and and try to aim it at a more mainstream audience, audience or whatever. Yeah. You know, and, and and get those people interested in Superman or comics or that's fine. But what what really flabbergasts me is when the core, the original core audience, the the people that it was stolen from. You know, they're not incensed and insulted. They end up embracing it too. I mean, look at all the. Hardcore Star Trek fans 
that have nothing but glowing things to say about this movie. I mean, do they? They don't feel insulted. They don't feel insulted no, that their no, beloved no. property was was you ripped like away what, from you them. You like what you like. If they went to the movie theater and they enjoyed it, they enjoyed it. You know, there's a lot of people. I mean, I, I honestly, I think you and I put a lot more thought into it than most people do, and and sometimes that's to the detriment of your enjoy. A lot of people, to them, it's a movie to go to and have fun. You know. I think that's yeah. I think we're just harder on stuff than than a lot I of guess. people are, and a lot of people don't want to be disappointed. Even if they are disappointed, they don't want to. They don't want to admit cop to, to it. it. Yeah. Although people are gonna, people are you know people can pull. Hey, hey look at uh, episode one, man. We get called episode one apologists because we're a lot kinder. Uh, you know, it's sort of the opposite. A lot of the people, you know, it's it it's all just a matter of taste. I mean, we. Right. I mean, we get. I mean, there are the people that. Feel that episode one is a travesty. You know, we're the ones, they're going, what is up with Scott Gardner and Chris Honeywell? They should hate this movie. You know, they the more I think about revile it, it. They, you, you and I were kicking around the idea of doing a, uh, a Star Wars commentary, you know, possibly. And the more I think about it, the more I think I actually wouldn't mind doing Star episode Wars episode one. one. Yeah. So yeah, I don't that know. Books, maybe you'll hear episode one you this just, month. Yeah, you just might. You just might, because the more I think about, because you know, we had talked about. Oh my about, god, we're going to be putting Eric Peterson into heaven. Well, you know, we <laughs> or hell or hell, yeah. <laughs> but you know, we had, we had originally we had this idea. I I had this idea that you know, yes, we're on podcast. <laughs> Excuse me. But I thought it'd be interesting to still try. <laughs> to, sorry. Still try to keep to the idea of. You know, a Star Wars episode, a Star Trek episode, and a comic book episode. And then I realized, well, we're on vacation. We don't, we don't have to keep a format. You know, we can ever do whatever the hell we want. But you know, when we were still having that idea, we had tossed around the idea of Star Wars commentary, starting with you know Star Wars episode mm-hmm. four. But the more I think about it, you know, I really have nothing more to say about the original. You know, we'd end up watching that movie. And I one would, of, one of two things would happen. Yeah, exactly. I'd either end up. I got to be honest. I I would either end up watching the movie and not really saying much, or I'd end up kind of bored, to be honest with you. You know, and I don't want to force it. So yeah. I, until I really feel like I have something to say, I'd rather tackle something like well, episode, episode one. Episode one, I definitely have more to blah 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 through it. Right. Yeah. Because there's, there's there's good, good and bad. bad. Yeah. Exactly. That. Yeah. It's actually and it might clarify some of the good stuff that a lot of people don't understand how we can how, how we, we can like be so it. kind yeah. on, kind yeah. to that movie. You know, without being without being in that state of denial that they think. right because obviously, I mean, I I thought that I'm like, oh, I'm thinking maybe I just want to you know I don't want to not like a Star Wars movie you know that's what I thought right. when I first saw it but then no like, that no. I, then I felt for, but but I've seen plenty of other sequels that I've wanted to love too that I felt totally free about hating so. Well, see, I feel like we've been accused of that before that, you know, well, you guys just don't want to be down. That's not true because when I walked out of the theater after episode, I was I was horribly, horribly. I felt like, uh, I don't know. I mean, I felt just horrible walking out of that. Really? I felt like, yeah. And, you know, I didn't walk out feeling the way I feel about it today. It's been a long process of acclimation. I walked out of it and I said, I've just seen a movie like no other movie. George Lucas filmed this in the... Mo- I, all the way through it, I was going, what the hell is going on here? Right. This is this doesn't follow the rhythm, beat, or anything of any kind of movie that I've seen before. And I'm like, I'm going to have to see that. I, I literally... We went to the midnight showing of episode one. 
got in the car, and drove 20 minutes to another theater and watched the 3 a.m. <laughs> and the loud theater, the one with the big speakers. Right. And, I mean, that, at like, 3 in the morning, opening night of episode one, I was analyzing. I was in there with my friend, with Mark Martin, and we were, like, you know, p- picking it apart after just seeing it while everybody else was going, whoa, whoa. Well, we're talking about it, so, so maybe, yeah. uh, maybe we need to do it. Yep. Not today, because... I gotta go to work. <laughs> You're running out of time. And, uh, alright, well, we'll see you with something else. <laughs> Who knows what's coming next? (laughs) Did you know you can sponsor an episode of this or any other of your favorite Two True Freaks affiliated shows? That's right. Simply click the PayPal link on our website, donate any amount at all, tell us which show you're choosing and what message, if any, you'd like us to read on your behalf, and you will be an official sponsor of that show's very next episode, with your message read in the show's opener. It's that easy, and there is no minimum donation. Be a show sponsor today. Visit our website at twotruefreaks.libson.com. Twotruefreaks.libson.com is spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S dot Libson, which is L-I-B-S-Y-N dot com. You can email Two True Freaks directly at twotruefreaks at gmail.com. You can find me, Scott Gardner, both on Twitter and Facebook. My name is spelled S-C-O-T-T. G-A-R-D-N-E-R Two True Freaks is a very proud member of the League of Comic Book Podcasts. For more information, visit comicbooknoise.com slash league. We are also members of the Comics Podcast Network. You can check it out at www.comicspodcasts.com where you can hear our new episodes when we put them up. Thanks for listening. Join us every Monday for new episodes of Two True Freaks. Two True Freaks has been brought to you today by DeManzo Corps of Milan, Italy, and by the letters F and U.